Hey damn guys, welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. I'm Daniel. Hey damn guys, how's it going? Hey. hey we're doing this. Hey. <laughs> hey, this is our book club podcast. We're reading comics, we're talking to our friends, and now... Danielle's going to tell you all about it. Ah, here's, here's what we're doing. It's a book club and we're going to tell you what to read and you're going to read it. And then... We're going to read it also, and then we're going to talk about what we read, and you're going to listen to us talk about what we read, and then you're going to send us a, hey, damn, guys, that's the email or something, leave a comment on the thing, and then you're going to talk about what we talked about when we talked about reading the thing that we told you to read, and then we're going to talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about the thing that we told you to read that we read, and that's a book club, and that's friendship. Awesome. Friendship. Thank you. That's right. Yes. Great job with that. Great job. (laughs) Great job with sounding... Uh, like a, a, a nonsense person. Yeah. Okay. I love it. That's one of the best things of the show. Uh, is great. Just, uh, the segment where I just sound like nonsense. Having fun with your friends. Okay. That's it's what we're fr- doing. That's what it's all about. I feel like I left a part out of it. Did I leave something out of that? I'm trying to think if I'm leaving something out. I usually have some sort of shout out or something to promote. Shouts but, outs. But well, I, uh, Milagro just finished oh, inking. Oh, wow. Big deal. Uh, Big deal. Lettering. They're in their final Yes, proofs. yes. It's really exciting to see the actual product, like yeah. the pages. You know, Ross posted like the yeah. stack of pages that are completed. Something important, maybe that we don't shout out enough about that book. You know, we're talking about Milagro. It was a Kickstarter comic yes. that was supported yeah. by, you know, our good friends, artists Ross Radke and also awesome artists Matt Strackbein and co-host last week. Thanks, Matt Strackbein, for coming on last week to talk about some Batman stuff. Yeah, thanks, Matt. That was fun. That was really good. Yeah. (laughs) But we don't shout out enough Guillermo Zagara. Yes. Yeah. Who is the writer, you know, so doing an amazing job with the writing. And I think it's just like, it's just a combination that it seems like, from my understanding, is just working so well together. That's all great. No, yeah. And that's, yeah, you know what, what we've I mean? heard is so. that it's everyone's like reading each other's minds practically on this <laughs> on this project. So that's good. That's what you want. So there you go. Yeah. So really excited about that. Great shout out. Thank you for that, Aubrey. All right. And now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener He's back. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. You guys did a great job on that. Oh, right? excellent. I'm so glad you. you think so. I was like listening. I was like, oh, man, that's so pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wait, all for you, Aubrey. Danielle said yes. I insisted. For you. I insisted oh, yeah. on it. <laughs> I, put, I got a smile on my face. All right. Great. <laughs> worth it, then. Get out, dreams and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is we got a hey you damn guys from aubrey loveless oh shit <laughs> aubrey uh, loveless some guy <laughs> no you gotta say it john aubrey loveless book club member right. and co-host i yeah. mean he's, he's my number one a guy oh man I've been, I, I wrote this the other day i've been waiting for this part <laughs> okay i'm excited what do we got i have not heard or read this so he said, hey, you damn guys. Oh, wow, I just listened to the episode, and boy, do I have a lot to say, and I won't even try to get to it all. First, I found myself adding comments like I was there recording the episode with you guys. Oh, that's so cute. It felt so natural to just blurt out comments, Aww. yet I was walking the dogs. <laughs> 
Now I know how our listeners feel. Aw. There are so many comments that I could ramble about, but I'm just going to talk about the ones that come in the moment as I type this and not worry about what I miss or forget. Regarding silent issues, Marvel did that in December of 2001 through all their issues. Joe Quesada, president of Marvel Comics, announced all the issues in December would be without words or captions. He based this idea on the success of the silent issue of G.I. Joe in 1984 and 1989. But I also want to mention that there was also this episode of Buffy in the fourth season called Hush that was mostly silent. You know, a lot of TV shows uh, around that time were doing silent episodes, which I thought was so interesting. And so I actually, in my mind, like was had started to around that time make like a little uh, collection of tv shows that had a silent episode and i kind of would do every once in a while I'd, i would do like a little marathon of them and i would watch them all back to back it's kind awesome. of like one of my favorite things to do i know it's a kind of like a weird dorky thing to do but like like those comics i would collect like little episodes of that so like somewhere along the way maybe four computers ago i have like this little collection of like all those episodes somewhere and it's lost that's actually pretty cool lost to time somewhere but yeah i used to um i used to be i used to be obsessed with that concept for some reason it was just so interesting to me but yeah Yeah. i do remember that episode it's like i i that that one and i think a doctor who episode are the only ones i remember there was a lot of different yeah um, people that did that but i really love the idea of the concept of it and there was always on that show there was always like one or two episodes every season that were like a weird concept episode that everyone would always get excited about i believe the musical episode was there the musical and and everybody uh, does that yeah there was like a puppet episode of i think it was angel Oh, I didn't something. see that, but I heard it about was, that. Yeah, one, yeah, so every like season had like a yeah. weird like concept yeah. or whatever. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, and Aubrey goes on to say that you know, like the writer has turned out to be like not a great guy. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of shit. You know, it's, yeah. But like that episode was in response to people saying, "Oh, well, the only good thing is the dialogue," and so right, which is no. So it was like, was, well, yeah. I'm just going to strip all the strip dialogue, all the dialogue out away. and just like show you that it could still be. That's cool. not you know? what yeah. it is exactly. Yeah. So that was cool. Sure. About the coloring of older comics, I remember reading an interview with Barry Windsor Smith when he was talking about the colors in Weapon X. He talked about how the colors were super saturated to take advantage of the newsprint it was printed on. Because the paper was the kind of off-white and cheaper, the paper would absorb the inks in a way that made the colors look good. Yeah. But when it was reprinted for trades on the high-quality paper, the colors looked oversaturated and that... For the comic to look proper, they needed a lower saturation of the it. colors to make it look correct. I love that. That's so interesting. Yeah. I find that so fascinating. I tried looking for that article, but I couldn't find it <laughs> when, I, when I was going to attach it to the email. <laughs> we believe your memory of the article. I believe that. But that is that is really fascinating. Well, I mean, me. it always I think just stuck out with me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, about the actual story. <laughs> Man, this was a great comic. I never read this before. It was cool to see a story where the bad guy, quote unquote, is trying to help people that society shits all over. The antagonist, perhaps. I love seeing Ace the Bat Hound. Ace the Bat Hound. My first experience with Ace was in Batman Beyond. I have a theory about Ace. Ask me about it if you're curious. (laughs) Okay, I am, though, curious, please. Uh, All right, so I believe that every Ace the Bat Hound is a different dog. Uh Uh-huh. And... Bruce just only names every yes, dog he gets. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's one hundred. He's got like a whole yeah. great. And why shouldn't he? Everybody loves sure. to have a good dog. Every people get breed specific. Batman, it's probably just easy. Or he's had maybe, other breeds named Ace though. Maybe Alfred is just switching them out when the dog no, dies. No, surely not. Oh no. Well, one thing that I was thinking about that kind of goes along with your theory. We didn't talk about this. What kind of dog was that? Right. That looked kind of boxer. It looked like a hound to me. Like some sort of a hound. But like when I see it, 
when I've seen it in other interpretations, it seems like it's a much taller, like almost like a German Shepherd type of dog. I've seen, and my favorite Ace the Bat Hound personally was in Batman Beyond, which I think was well, that's more what of a Rottweiler, he was. Right? Well, no, I think he was more of a like a almost a Doberman type. Yeah. Of dog. yeah. And so that was a really Maybe interesting he's a Dover Rottweiler mix. Well, that's what, maybe uh, some sort of a mix is fine. Obviously, well, that's what Aubrey yeah. goes on to say that sure. that was his first experience. Really? With yes. Ace. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And he says, "And Danielle's right. Why would Batman take him to the sewers? No, would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It'd just get in the way, if anything. Having like, I'm, to carry I'm a dog a no. down a ladder. <laughs> There's no way. Like uh, Matt was saying, that's just a reflection on the writers. Oh, yeah. yeah, kind of rebelling against this assignment. Like this is ridiculous. I posted that today. That picture of batman <laughs> carrying so, yeah. ace down That's the great. ladder i'm so glad they included that but ace is used well in batman beyond i feel oh, it's yeah. used very well i think that because you have old man bruce yeah in his little cave like his computer cave yeah. with the dog kind of like at, like helping him out he really is helping in that situation yeah. you have to find a situation where ace is helpful and not a hindrance and put then put him in well and don't forget the red-eyed sewer rats well i just feel like <laughs> if you're riding around something that's almost never good but if you're riding and then all of a sudden you think oh wouldn't it be cool to have ace here yeah. then that's yeah sure go ahead but i feel like it should it should go with the story and not be Someone like, I want this, this, and this in the story. Make sure you do it. And at that point, you're kind of like, eh. Yeah. One of my favorite uses of Ace was in uh, the Batman Beyond Return of the Joker movie. Oh, so good. Where, um, Wait, are we where... talking about like the, the which version of it? Like the... Well, it's in both versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, I just mean like which version do you prefer? Oh, the, the PG-13 There you one. go. I mean, of course. But, sure. Uh, I used to but put continue, the, uh, sorry. the rated one on it, the Hollywood video, when we worked there like all the time. But there's I, that yeah. part where they get out to fight the Joker. Yeah. And then the hyena guy comes yeah. out. He's all like... Ace, yeah, and yeah, Ace yeah, just yeah. jumps out and takes so that guy good. down. Oh, so, oh, good. so good. Awesome. Actually, That's a great John moment. and I were just talking. We talk all the time. You wouldn't believe how often this comes up, your time at Hollywood Video. So just for the listeners, we're talking about a video store that Aubrey and it I worked at. It was very close a to very, Montrose and A very West popular. Timer. Like 20 very, years ago. Uh, your time spent there it comes up so much because you would often talk about how you would put up like a, a video, but then play like some fucking music, like oh, Tool yeah. or, or Nine Inch Nails, but you would be playing like... What was it like RoboCop or? Oh, most of the time I put on like the Through the Mind's Eye videos. So okay. All this trippy shit. And I nice. Put, I put on like a lot of radio. Like Fantastic Voyage <laughs> or whatever you would have up there. So cool. Anyway, yeah. but yeah. um, no, so getting back to what we were talking about, what were we talking yeah. about? Yeah. Aubrey also talks about his love for Tim Drake as his favorite Robin. Okay. Yeah, that's and, his favorite Robin. And uh, your love of A Lonely Place of Dying. Man. Oh, that's, that's a great storyline. Yeah. Right, that's a good one. Right. I didn't know Tim we Drake talk about was, that your, at some point. was your yeah. Robin. I didn't know that about you. Well, when I started reading comics, he was uh, Jason Todd had already been murdered. Right. Um, and, you know, like I've read, I mean, Dick Grayson from the day, but. Uh, sure, of course. I mean, yeah. But like when I started reading Tim, just it's like right when Tim just started out. He's a detective. Yeah. He's super smart. He's a super genius. Yeah. And then he. Uh, he was but a- he's also acrobatic. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, he. Like he perfect. Uh, he figured Pick. it out by watching TV. Figured it out. <laughs> no. Right, yeah. Yeah, no, he was just, he's the one I started with and he's the one I liked the most. I thought he was He's the one you cool. started with. Okay, yeah. right on. See, I'm all, I've always been a, because uh, I started out with Dick Grayson, so I guess that's, yeah. I guess it's whatever Robin you start in on. See, I prefer Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Absolutely, oh, completely, one hundred percent. But one hundred percent. But know. I guess like I can't ignore his origins, like Teen Titans. Oh, yeah, stuff. I know, but I Because mean, I'm such a big George Perez. Oh, yeah. Fan of Marv Wolfman and George Perez was my See, like to, Teen Titans. And I need so, to like, read that because that's where he transitioned. That's where he transitioned from Robin into Nightwing. Exactly. Yeah. That was the worst costume of all time. Oh but God, that is where he his <laughs> transition, that disco collar. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously Nightwing, like I'm a huge Dick Grayson fan, so I can't really 
move away from that too much. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Tim Drake is okay. He's kind of, they wanted a contrast from Jason Todd. He was like, fuck you and fuck this and fuck everyone, which, badass. Like, Jason Todd's a fucking badass. Well, he was a But con- I loved, I loved him- the Hush run so much. that <sighs> Hush is so good. Incredible. But, uh, Incredible. Well, you know, Jason Todd was the reaction to, well, Dick was always so polite. Let's exactly. It was a, yeah, then they're flipping and flopping. So All there right, you go. Sorry, anyway. Lately, I've been finding myself more bothered by the idea of Batman as I get older. Mm, Last yes, year, during yeah. all the protests against police brutality, they released a first look for the new movie starring Robat Batten Robat Batten And it showed Batman brutally beating up a criminal, and it really it, turned yeah, me off. Yeah, it's gross. All I could think about is here's a billionaire using his vast wealth to dress up in a bat-themed body armor, beating up people who are less fortunate. Exactly. When he could be using his money and influence to actually help people yes. who are suffering in Gotham, so they don't have to turn to a life of crime. Exactly. Yes, I'm aware of... Leslie Tompkins. Leslie Tompkins and the Wayne Foundation, etc. Right. But those story elements don't get enough play in the stories that I've read. But that's not... I mean, that's the thing is that when Batman was conceived, it it was just kind of a goofy yeah. goof about, and yeah. and lately, if you have to translate that into real world gritty, like noir gritty hardcore terms, it's like it doesn't work. You know, when you think about it, if you've got billions of dollars and you want to make a difference in your city, investing in these programs to that assuredly proven to decrease crime. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like the idea of Batman on that level doesn't really work it's kind of gross but the idea of batman as a detective oh yeah i mean cool and great and so like but then what he does with that from then on kind of depends on like what like yeah if he's dealing with a bunch of weirdos who are like if it's a big goofy tim burton world where everyone's like in a weird costume and being silly and goofy and funny like okay i can get with that but if it's supposed to be like boots on the ground kind of a thing like what are we doing like this is kind of weird at this point well, At no, that I mean, point, it's, yeah. Well, anyway, I go on to go on. To. <laughs> anyway, that being said, I still love Batman. Yeah, exactly. And I will go see the new yeah. movie and probably enjoy it, even though the Batman looks like someone said, "quote unquote." <laughs> let's do the Dark Knight, but let's make it grim and gritty. <laughs> Wait, but it's already. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on. How much more grim and gritty can you get? Also, I when we saw that trailer, I was like. Okay, I'm ready for baby Batman. He just looks like a little baby. <laughs> yeah, like a I know. little baby. I, yeah, he looks great. I mean, he looks great. Matt Reeves is great. And He's all baby that, Batman. But, yeah. He's tiny baby Batman. But really Everybody's looks, a baby. It really looks like the producers wanted that. Just a tiny baby Batman. <laughs> just a just a tiny, sweet little bub. All in all, what a great episode. And I'm glad you didn't do the Hawkeye Pizza Dog episode without me. Oh, of course yeah. Love and friendship. Never. Yeah, we would Obs. never. Yeah, hot, good job, yeah. Good job, Aubrey. Thanks for getting yeah. your feedback on that. I loved reading, getting your feedback on that episode as an actual "Hey, you damn guy." No, I mean there the Nolan, go. the Nolan. I mean, when it's I'm... like your only chance to submit a "Hey, you damn <laughs> guy," <laughs> it's great. <laughs> we got a "Hey, you damn guys" from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan, book club member. That's right. All right. Christopher says, okay, I've got casting for Matt Strackbine, the letter hack. After an extensive search for a kid with a transcendent performance, finding the comics in the attic, we flash to Jacob Trimbley. Anyway, hey, there's going to be a lot of actors named in here. I don't know who they are. Jacob Trimbley, let me, let me, hold on. But Danielle's going to Google them. I'm going to Google this real quick. Okay. Jacob Trimbley. Let's see here. He's best known for, let's see, he's in Room Wonder Before I Wake. Oh, that's the one with Brie Larson. Oh, okay. Room where they're trapped in a room. Luca, yeah. he's Luca, in Luca. Oh, okay, so he's also in Good Boys. Okay, that's a that's supposed to be like pretty funny. Cute. I, okay, cute. I have, honestly, I've not seen any of those. So 
Okay, let's 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 All move right, on. So, uh, we flash forward to Jacob Trimley, someone who can still perform as a typical kid, but can command the screen while he gets into writing about oh, comics right. for the first time. He gets a nice chunk of time, but not a ton of the movie. We then get someone popular now, without needing to carry the whole movie to do the teens twenty oh, years. Sure, yeah. Someone like Finn Wolfhard or Ty Simpkins. Oh, super cute. Yes. They can be a nice kid, but have a cynical side. Absolutely. The <laughs> yes. Very cute. Love for it. his early thirties, early forties, we can get. Pen Bagley? I don't know who that is. Pen Bagley. Let's Hold look on, for let's this. Let's look it up. It Maybe Bagley. Ba- or it's Badgley. I don't know. Oh, right. Oh, Pen yeah, Badgley. Totally. Badgley. Badgley. Absolutely. Know. For sure. Okay. He's in, um, he's in Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl. <laughs> he's in Easy A. Oh, is that that guy who's in You? Yes. Oh, I haven't seen that. Or any of those other shows. <laughs> Pen Bagley not, or Andrew Garfield. Not, oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Pen Bagley or Andrew Garfield. Okay. Someone who feels like an everyman but has that extra spark and can mold themselves to betray our beloved letter hack. <laughs> yes. You got to get someone with that special something, <laughs> that je amazing. ne sais quoi. Uh, so then we flash for someone like Jason Bateman. Love me some Bateman. Jason Bateman oh for God. sure, because he has the gravitas to pull it off to carry it off. Who is I think. Shea Wingman? Let's look at it. Shea Wingman. Shea can do the gruff, tired of the bullshit angle, but Bateman can oh, do the kind I of track line guy. we all know. Oh, okay. We I I know him from like Kong Skull Island. He was he also in incredible. Joker. He's in so much shit. He's okay. in so Let's much stuff. Let's back out to when you okay. said the whole. Uh, Shay can do the gruff, tired of uh, the bullshit angle, but Bateman <laughs> can do that kind of strack bind We all know both actors are the same age, so either one. I he'd feel like let her hack it up. I, f- I feel like they both taking the... on a ton of comic projects. Sorry. I, no, I'm sorry. I feel like they both have the gravitas to do that. They're both so good in different ways. Like yeah. those are some great picks, man. Those is fantastic. Then we leap ahead to like age 80 and he's retelling his life to some kid in a comic store who's just enthralled in the tale. We could do a stunt casting like Harrison Ford, but he'd probably play it a bit too old Han Solo. Yeah, no, mm, no, no. Better than old Indiana Jones. <laughs> but I like the next line that uh, you hear. Or so maybe somebody like Donald, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Yes, absolutely. He's got the wavy hair. He's got that gravity. I love Donald Sutherland for old man letter hack. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's some great I'm casting. Dying. Oh man, that's some great here. casting. I, Matt, we got to hear on uh, your opinions. Ah, uh, yeah. You have those choices to only because those are some good looking <laughs> guys too. Those are all some really good looking guys who also have the chops. I feel like to pull off the gravitas, you know, necessary for this project. This is great. Is great I'm all in on this casting. This is fantastic. Oh, and then at you the end, you put some thought into this. This is really good. At the end, he put mic drop. That was definitely oh, a mic right. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. That's some good shit. That was awesome. That was legendary. I appreciate that. I appreciate that on a level you don't even understand. We got a Hey Damn Guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm the Hayden Orr guy. Am I the Hayden Orr guy? I don't know. It just ends up like that <laughs> for some reason. All right. Here we go. I'm. A, you know what? I love it. I love it. I'm all in. Hey, Nor says, great episode, you damn guys. Although it did feel strange not hearing Aubrey on today's. Uh, yeah, I agree. It was great to have Matt Strackbine on again. I completely agree with that. Yes. First of all, Danielle, yes, I was a gross little dude. Oh, regarding <laughs> to li- liking Toad, yeah. <laughs> I was a gross little dude. You know what? I was also a gross little dude. So I'm, I still am a gross little dude. I'm just a little goblin. Uh, that's who I am. 
Even among my other nerdy friends, I was the smallest and had an obsession with monsters and horror movies from a young age, so while my friends were happy to play X-Men and talk about comic stuff, they weren't as keen on talking about how cool Pumpkinhead or Chucky were, so I was still a bit weird even <laughs> among my friends. Sam, you're in good company. Yes. I'm a weird little dude myself. I'm a weird little Pumpkin goblin. Pumpkinhead. Wow. I remember that. You're, you're amongst friends. You're amongst a group of weird little goblins here, so there you go. I remember the movie, but I never saw it. <laughs> It was it was pretty good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. I wonder if it holds up because I remember it being good. <laughs> I remember it being one of those movies I wanted to see, but my parents wouldn't let me watch horror nah. films, so yeah. I had to sneak them in where I could. Yeah. yeah. Good for you, I say. Uh, Haydenor continues. Ray Park's Toad was on the smaller side and seemed like a cool monstery type of mutant compared to the X Men members. Yeah. Ray Park fucking rules as well. Oh, so yeah. I think that's why I latched onto him. Plus, I was also really into frogs as a kid and had some pet frogs. Nice. Super frogs good. Awesome. We love frogs. We got some frogs that live in our uh, front and backyards, and we we try to take care of them. We yes. love them. They're great. We water them. We <laughs> water our frogs, our toads. But anyways, this issue was great. Killer Croc is one of my favorite Batman villains, and one of my favorite tropes is the redemptive villain or a villain switching sides and doing more of a hero type thing. The Earth One graphic novels by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank have a great version of Killer Croc in them. That's kind of that trope, but for Croc, it all started here. Yeah. Nice. Interesting yeah. to think about, actually. That's, that is interesting. Also, you guys should consider reading Klaus. Grant Morrison and Dan Mora for a holiday special. It's amazing. Like, All-Star Superman meets Santa Claus. I love All-Star Superman. Yes. So that's, yes. I have read some of that. I, I actually have I not read it, which is that. surprising. That's shocking to me because I feel like I've yes. read everything by them, but clearly it's really cool. I have not. So. Yeah, okay. we should definitely check right on. that out. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Speaking of, I'd love to hear you guys tackle All-Star Superman too. I also would. I It is my goal to stuff as much Grant Morrison, Frank Quitely, whatever, into this podcast as possible. Also stuff as much X-Men as possible into this. So like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, All-Star Superman really turned me around on Superman. And I kind of realized like maybe some people are misusing Superman. Maybe people aren't writing him to his full potential because that weird alien right. shit, that weird outer space cosmic weirdo bullshit. Like I'm so into that. Like, yeah, like, what a missed opportunity to not do some of that, right? With Superman. Right, when you've got, yeah, right. he's a fucking alien. What a cool spin on it. What a cool concept. So, yeah, good stuff. Really good. Uh, love to hear you guys tackle All-Star Superman 2. That book is one of my all-time favorite series. Looking forward to next week. Uh, and then, so we got a little bit of some replies between uh, <laughs> book club members here. And Christopher Regan. Book Club member comics. Can we all do a roundtable on also Superman? Yo, so I guess the, the book club it. members yeah. have spoken. Everybody we are going to do this, it. which is so interesting because we were just talking about this right before we started recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we actually just really had a whole conversation about this right before we started recording. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, book club members have spoken. We got to do it. We we're going to have to do, do it. it. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll work it in. We'll do. We'll work it in. Sounds great. Sounds great. Awesome. awesome. Great way to stay in shape. Great way to stay in shape. We also heard from Jules Oliveros. Jules Oliveros. Book club member. Yeah, Jules said, congrats on the new podcast. Thoroughly enjoyed listening to you, Danielle and Aubrey, discussing comics other than the Mignolaverse. It was nice to hear from Mark Tweedell with you guys on the Harrow County episode. He has so much insight on the comics that I might have to reread the book to check the details I've missed. Harrow County is such a wonderfully well-written and impeccably drawn book, and it is fast becoming one of my all-time faves. Since you have been discussing other comics, I wonder if you guys want to read some comics from our side of the world. There's this wildly popular book here called Tress by Budget Tan and Kanjo Baldissimo. And it's about a female detective who is also a protector of Mania Mm. and deals with crime involving the supernatural and the underworld. It dives heavily into Filipino myths and folklore. And I'd like to recommend it to you guys. That sounds super dope. 
That does sound cool. Its first three books were adapted into a Netflix anime by Jay Olivia. And if you like the comics after reading them, the creator, Bujit Tan, is also a member of Mike Mignola's art on Facebook. Uh, Oh, that's great. That's so cool. So you can reach out to him if you want to talk to him. Small world, yeah. And he also linked um, the links to the Comixology, where you could check this book out, and okay. also where you can check it out on Netflix. So I'll link those in the we show check notes. This out. That's nice. so yeah, cool. we definitely yeah. got to do this. Absolutely. I love the idea of this of that's, other that's so books from the other side of the world. You know what I mean? And books yeah. that are maybe not in books the from wherever, everywhere, here. absolutely, yeah. completely. I love oh, this man. idea. So well, the great. Con- I mean, when you described the concept, I was already fascinated. So. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, excellent, excellent. So thank you for that recommendation. Thank Great you. job. Yeah, for that. All right. When I posted the opening page to the Batman 471 where it shows the devil Batman oh, yeah, over, yeah. Uh, the devil. over Killer Croc, Anung 117. Anung 117. Book club member. That's right. He said, would you look at this? How can you not love Norm Brayfogle? Yeah, I love that Batman. Mm. We got to come back and talk about that Batman more because that's some good stuff. I do love, like we talked about this before, but I do love how he's framed like that because like you said, like he, he's not necessarily the hero in the story and and the villain is not the villain. And so you kind of get a different perspective. You think about it a little bit differently, which I I love where Batman is showing up and he's like, the fuck are you all doing here? And all these like (laughs) poor destitute people are like trying to survive we go fuck yourself to, like we were what's your to, problem we were trying to put up a home sweet home yeah sign man we wanted to get some cable tv up man, in here chill <laughs> fuck out and then when i posted batman lifting that vending machine aubrey said <laughs> aubrey book club that member. Guy again yeah. <laughs> he said it's no wonder bane broke his back a couple years later <laughs> I mean, seriously. That was pretty look good. At that. Hey. That he was setting himself chill. up for failure. He was. Ugh. He sure was. All right. Very good. Thank you for all the listener feedback. Great discussion, you guys. I appreciate all the support. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. We sure are. All right, everybody. This week we are reading Invincible. Invincible oh, is an American awesome. comic book series written by Robert Kirkman, illustrated by Corey Walker and Ryan Otley, and published by Image Comics. Invincible follows the coming of age of a superhero, Mark Grayson Invincible, a Viltrumite firstborn son of Omni-Man, the most powerful person on the planet, published from January 2003 to February 2018, for a total of 144 issues in an animated wow. series premiering on Amazon in March 2021. Okay, so back up. So he, okay, so I just, because you kind of, that was an excellent rundown. I just want to say, so oh, the, the lead character, <laughs> Mark Grayson, Mark Grayson, is the son of Omni Man. Omni Man, the most powerful superhero in the in the world. Yes. Okay. Today we are reading issues one through four, written and lettered by Robert Kirkman, art by Corey Walker, and colors by Bill Crabtree. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, we talked about Bill Crabtree's colors back when we did. On the Hellboy Book Club, The Visitor. Mm. Oh, um, okay. He did the colors on that. He's great. That was yeah. a good one. That was very good. Yeah. Very good. Go back and check out those episodes. So um, here we go at issue one. I want to actually ask you about this cover real quick. If you saw this in the comic book store, would you pick this up? Because I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> don't very. Know it's just very kind of like... Um, yeah. It doesn't on, seem to stand out as much. It's a little... Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good. Technically good. Yeah. I, I, I oh, think yeah. that it's... Um, you know, but yeah. I don't know. But of course, this is without all the like in the title and like maybe it also has like Robert Kirkman's name. Right, on it right, 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 right. But whatever. Uh, if I flipped through it now, if I flipped through it, I would be like, oh, this art is is good. Like it, the, like it's dynamic and it's very. Um, yeah. The storytelling is decent, and so if I flipped through here and said, oh, the interiors are just as good as the cover, that immediately kind of gets me on your side because if I look at a cover and I'm like, oh, 
what a badass cover. And I opened the book and the artist shit. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. You tried to trick me. Ooh, yeah, I know you what you mean. With your ruse, your cunning <laughs> attempt to trick me. You tried to fool me with this ruse and, and it, you know, go fuck yourself. I hate that shit. But like, if I pick up a book and the cover is good and I open it and the interiors are good, I'm like, okay, okay, I can get with this. Yeah. All right. So we open up on a shot of Invincible as he's flying what looks like a robot or an android with a timer on his chest. We turn the page to see him throw the robot android away. <laughs> it explodes, knocks him to the ground. He gets up, dusts himself off, flies off and quips. If I'd have kept this up. I'm going to give myself a heart attack. Which this is hilarious. Like, I'm sorry, just the visual yes. of like this like android body flying through the air and then him just chucking it and oh, exploding yeah. is... We open with something. It's kind of... It's a joke. It's funny. Well, the yeah. little comment, too. I yeah. love this. Uh, well, now that I've got you all to myself, yeah, he this just is throws very, and he explodes. It's a goofy... And, it, and it's a nice little opening up with your new, for your new character. You're like getting to know this guy and he's like, okay, he seems quippy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word. I don't know why. Uh, then we... Uh... But it's almost like, is it tongue-in-cheek? Like, is this... Are they making fun of quips? I don't know. I mean, I just think it's the way that... Uh... I kind of felt like, are they being this ridiculous on purpose? Like, is it over the top on purpose? Is the quip... I, I kind of think so, because yeah. Robert Kirkman right. is, is a... I, um, he seems like a real lover of, like, long-term comic book right, stories. And right, right. He loves that whole comic book world. And yeah, like, I kind of read it as, like, this is a bit yeah. of a uh, a love story to ridiculous quips. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, like this, this whole series feels like a love story to Super sure. to me. It's just, like, it's, it's, it's silly, genre. it's fun, it's, right. you know... Doesn't take itself serious, but it gets serious. Yeah. We cut to four months earlier, and Mark's mom is banging on the bathroom door as she says the line he just quipped on the last yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, "Jesus, mom!" If you keep if you keep that up, you're gonna give yourself a heart attack. And he's like, "Ah, I'm I, I'm just reading comics in here. I'm not." Yeah, and he is actually reading. He is comics. reading comics. <laughs> he is reading a comic called Science Dog, which is just an in-house comic. It's, but she's yeah. a cool mom. We get the idea that she's like a cool mom. She's like, "Hey, quit jerking off in there. You're gonna be late for school." And he's like. Oh, Oh, come on, mom. I'm not. I'm just. It's a, come on. Exactly. Great. And so, as she done yourselves, he's going to be late for school. So he comes down to uh, see his mom. He grabs himself some juice and toast. But I also like the fact that there's not a cliche breakfast sitting on the right because there's no. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see a movie where like there's there's a whole spread. There's like pancakes waffles and, and waffles. waffles yes, and bacon and eggs. toast and bacon and eggs and <laughs> sausage and all this bullshit. Fruit cut. No fucking yeah. kid. Or parent has time for Nobody that shit. That. Yeah. Nobody. You wake up, you've got what do you got? Cereal, black coffee, in maybe a bagel. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Mark asks about his dad. She's like, I haven't seen him. So they turn on the TV and they see Omni Man in Taiwan battling a dragon-like monster. That's pretty cool. I love that. Well, wait, wait, we... but Omni Man. Defender of democracy. Defender of democracy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mark says, well, we know where he is, Mom. And Mom, uh, Debbie, her name is Debbie. She's like, ooh, I hope he picks me up for something. I've never been to Taiwan. I've never been to Taiwan. Oh, that's all the- so they're not worried. No. They're just this kind of like, I love the, um, we'll talk about this, I guess, more throughout. But the Mom character, she has a lot of these lines where it's right. just kind of like, you really get the sense this that this day at is the office just, yes, for him. It's yeah. very, it's very, I, like he's it's picking very out a new tie or something. I do enjoy yeah, that element of absolutely. it. Absolutely. We cut to their school and they go to the Reginald Val Johnson High School. Reginald Val Johnson was born August 16th, 1952, as an American actor best known for playing police officers such as Carl Winslow on the sitcom Family Matters from the 90s. And my man, yeah. Sergeant Al Powell, the yep. Los Angeles Police Department, in the Christmas movies yes. Die Hard and Die Hard 2, That's Die Harder. Right. Yes. That's right. Hey, look, I love you. 
So do a lot of the other guys. So you hang in there, man. You hear me? You hang in there. Absolutely. Good job. Wow. Yes. They high go to five. a high school. This is the greatest high school ever. The best high school ever. I would be honored to attend a high school. You know, in there's got to be like a statue or a picture of him oh, in there. So like good. a big regal Beautiful, one. Like, that gorgeous. would be awesome. What a guy. Is he in the cop uniform? Oh, man. That would be so <laughs> awesome. He's only ever played, he's played a cop in like three or four different things he's had to have done. Oh. But yeah, no, good stuff. No, Mark, uh, Mark's friend, William, catches up with him. He's got a rap shirt on. Uh, rap. His, his shirt says rap. Oh, yeah, I do have a note but about it's that, like, too. It's like the Gap logo, but yeah, it says a, rap. Yes, it's a parody of the Gap, the Gap in America, worldwide clothing and accessory <laughs> retailer found in 1969. And the first place I ever got fired from back in the 90s. Oh, <laughs> nice. I love that little detail. That's great. Uh, so William catches up and says that we're going to go all hang out at shenanigans. He can't go because he has to go to work. Uh, we cut over to his job at the Burger Mart or the BM. Come on. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. I never uh, even noticed that. Uh, the trash can says BFI also. BFI Waste Systems is the second largest publicly company waste management industry in the United States, serving 5.4 million resident customers. But there's also a Toys B Us behind toys us. Toys B Us. Toys uh, B We. Oh, Toys B We. I'm sorry. Uh, toys I read that B wrong. Wee, but yeah, it's like Toys R Us, Toys B <laughs> The B is backwards, yeah, kind of so like how the R like is that. backwards. That's funny. Oh, man. It's toys R Us is an American <laughs> toy store that had the catchiest jingle in the 1980s. Ah, jeez. <laughs> No. So anyway, uh, Mark, he's taking out the trash. He tosses the bag and flies away into the sky. And Mark says, it's about time. That's a great page, too. I kind of love this. Like, he looks so, like, miserable as he's walking out. Yeah. You know? And then, like, yeah. once he realizes like that, you it's would, like, you would. And he, oh. he just, That's awesome. I, it's, I actually laughed aloud when I saw this because he's like, he does. He's just like, oh, fucking. Because like, who, whom's amongst us has yeah. not been here and so he's walking on his little apron. He's got his trash. He's throwing out the trash in the dumpster. It smells. You know, it smells so bad. Yeah. And he goes to chuck it in, and it fucking just goes a million fucking miles. <laughs> it goes, it goes forever, just soaring. That is so fun. It's such a funny beat to me. Yeah. Like, I actually laughed when that when I read that, because it's just, he just tosses it, and it fucking goes. There's, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about the way that these panels are laid out that the comedy beats... It, Oh yeah, he hits him really well, and yeah. so yeah, and so it goes. It's about time. So he's excited about the fact that he's inherited superpowers, mm-hmm. his mutant abilities, or his whatever. Yeah, it is, and so it falls into all those uh, superhero. Tropes, yeah, yeah, you know. exactly. So but the not next in a bad page, way. I'm not. Yeah, yeah not in a bad. Yeah, so the next page, I'm not disappointed because I'm like, oh, they're gonna have like a family discussion about it. What's gonna happen? And I get, I'm actually finding myself anticipating this. So be- the beats are well done. Like Daniel says, the next page, we cut to them at dinner. Debbie says they should start eating as they're not sure when Omni-Man will be home. Mark says he had an interesting day right when uh, Nolan wishes in. <laughs> Nolan wishes in and say he's sorry he's late. He had to deal with an enchanted flood. They asked him about the dragon. He said, yeah, once I found out who was controlling the thing, there wasn't much to keep it. The hard part was keeping the civilians safe while I figured out who was behind it all. So they're just talking about their day. Your day at the office. And then Debbie turns and says, so Mark, how was your day? And he's like... Oh, I think I'm finally getting my superpower. She's like, oh, that's great. Pass the potatoes. Oh, that's disappointing because <laughs> wow, he's so excited yeah. about it. That's yeah. kind of not supportive as a parent. Like, I think it's, I think it's they they were expecting it. So he was probably more. Yeah, I get yeah. that. But even though even so, like, you know, 
I mean, I don't have kids, but I feel like I've been a kid and I know that if I'm excited about something and I tell somebody that I trust and right, love and respect right. something I'm excited about and you they respond to be a more with, yeah, yeah, and they respond like, oh, who gives a shit? I'm going to be kind of disappointed yeah. and a little bit crushed. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. I get it's important to me, but you sure, don't give a like, shit. like no so. matter what it was. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. I kind of feel like everyone has a 21st birthday. You're not special. <laughs> yeah, but it's you're, it's that kid's birthday. You're going to take them out. You're going to give them a beer. You're going to be like, ah, let's, yeah, we're having fun. I just uh, kind of feel know. like that was kind of a, I felt like, oh, <clears throat> yeah. come on. That sucks. Well, don't see, do I, that. I didn't take it that way, but I think you might have convinced me a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of, you make a big deal about it, even if it's not a big deal yeah. to you. It's a big deal to them. That's why you care about it. Anyway, that was kind of a little bit like, okay, come on. No, that's all good. Um, then we jump to Mark. He's standing on the roof at night. He's wondering if he can fly. He's having like his, that, he's pepping himself up. He's giving himself that This pep is talk. really funny because I was fully expecting him to just completely fall oh, on right, his yeah. face. And he was like, uh... Well, if I can fly, it should be fine because it's like my dad says it's real, but but then I should have invulnerability, so it won't even hurt even if I fall. But like, but if I can't fly, then why would I be invulnerable? So like, he's just kind of second guessing himself a whole <laughs> yeah. lot, and I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? Oh, but no. then I and then he goes, ah, oh, what the heck? And he jumps off. He finds himself floating. He flies off, saying, "Too cool, yeah. too cool." They cut to a robbery in progress, and the robbers brought a. Rock guy with him. We don't say his name here, but his name is Titan. And a duffel bag. Uh, well, that's what they stole. And or, they're, they're dressed uh, like the guys from... Uh, Reservoir Dogs. They are. Because yeah. yeah. they were doing a diamond heist. Oh, that's what it was. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't uh, that the same thing in Reservoir Dogs? It is. It was diamonds. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I love that. Good um, job there. Titan says that... Uh, they, they say they brought him along because he's bulletproof and he's like yeah but there were six cop i may be bulletproof but it still hurts and so Aww. he's like but you know he's like but now i'm you know helping you get to- they won't catch us because i'm going to help you and he jumps over the fence with them you know i never oh. considered that like even if the bullets don't kill you like right. does it yeah. still fucking hurt like that's exactly ugh. like the way that wolverine's claws when he says it hurts it every hurts every time, time. <laughs> Fuck, oh, man, man. Jeez. i do love the design of this guy yeah this is pretty cool oh, yeah where he's all like and i like how he just picks him up and jumps with him that's really kind of cool yeah, yeah 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 he's got super strength and super agility that's pretty sweet and they jump right into mark giving him an uppercut Pow! They ask if they're trying to stop him or rob them. Mark punches Titan in the face, and we see he, his rock armor fly off of him. So that's probably why it hurts him, because yeah. it's not like full yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool shot. Too. Yeah, that is that. cool. I like that reveal. <clears throat> shot um, panel. It's a cool panel. I said the, shot as though I was talking about cinematography. The colors on this. Oh, I love man. the color the shift. It's really yeah. cool. And um, Mark's whole design kind of makes me think of the... Peter Parker? Yeah, yeah. the Spider-Man homecoming oh, right. type okay. of suit and yeah. stuff like that. That whole makeshift he's got on like sweats and a <laughs> sweatshirt and a goggles and a bandana. The stripe down the side reminds me of... Um... Dance pants? <laughs> <laughs> this came out before Spider-Man homecoming though, right? Yeah, this came out in 2005. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's very reminiscent of that. I don't know. To me, it's very cool. I well, like that. It's probably also was inspired by um, Spider-Man 2002, that red and blue stuff that Tobey Maguire is wearing. Oh, you're right. Okay, that would have come out first. Yeah, that came out in 2002. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because um, Invincible has been compared to kind of like Spider-Man a little bit. So in the like Spider-Man oh, and Superman's okay. powers. So we cut. Th- we go to the next page. The guy, criminals are laying on the ground, and Nolan's standing there in his uh, his nice little polo button up, going, <laughs> "What on earth are you wearing?" Right. <laughs> Well, I told you I got my superpowers, but you didn't give a shit, so I'm doing this for myself, is the subtext here. 
he mentions that he wears this when he goes practice his flying. He went so he wouldn't be recognized, but he saw these guys and he had to stop them. He, Dad says, uh, "The cops are coming and they'll handle them." So I'm going to take you to a guy that can help you out with your outfit. Right? He's like, "You look ridiculous. Let me take you to a dude." <laughs> well, he's taking him to his tailor. Yeah, yeah. I got exactly. a very good Ed, Edna Mole feeling right. from this whole. Oh section. yeah, there you go. What are you too much of it, darling. Too much. At the tailor, they discuss like different uh, ideas, um, but then Nolan has to leave suddenly. The tailor, Art, asks what he's looking for, and he says something iconic. And Art says, "That's what everybody says." And <laughs> then he asks him what his super na- near hero name is, and Mark said he hasn't decided on one. He says, uh, "Come back when you come up with one, and I can come up with something." Right. So he needs the whole package. I to like be that idea. That's really yeah. cool. All right, we cut to school, and everybody's taking a test, and teacher says the class is over, but they should take the test home to finish it. And I was like, wow, I've never... Teachers all, like, hand the fucking thing in. (laughs) I thought this cut was kind of so funny, though, going from the superhero outfit fitting to, like, back at school. Can you imagine that? Oh, right. You have superpowers and shit, and then you're sitting there in a fucking desk doing this shit. (laughs) Right? Well, we just talked about, like, the Peter Parker thing or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. I guess so, but... This one kid, Derek, he says he has football practice and he's not going to waste his time on the test. And his uh, girlfriend's like, but I thought we were going out for pizza. And then he says some sexist bullshit. Uh, (laughs) But the teacher asked Derek to stay after class. There's also a kid wearing a Slayer t-shirt. Slayer was an American thrash metal band from Huntington Park, (laughs) California. The band was formed in 1981 by guitarists Kerry King and Jeff Hanneman, drummer Dave Lombardo, and bassist and vocalist Tony Araya. Araya. I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, yeah. And then we cut to the lockers, and some guy is picking on a little smaller kid. I wrote in here his name. I call him Dickface. Mark says to leave him alone, so Dickface starts in on Mark's and pushes, and kind of is that push hit he, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he says something so reasonable. Like, the kid's like, just leave me alone. And the kid's like, oh, I'm still messing with you. And he goes, hey, man, why don't you just listen to the guy and leave him alone? What are you trying to prove? Like, that seems like yeah. such a reasonable thing to say in that situation. Yeah. That, oh, I'm going to freak out a little bit more, actually, you know, and all this stuff. And he, like you said, he just a little kind of pushes him. Yeah. So, yeah, he put, you know, yeah, so guy pushes Mark. And so Mark. I love the reaction to this. Like, he pushes, I can see this happening. Yeah. Pushing, he just fucking slams him into the lockers. God, how many times mm, in school did I fucking oh, yeah. imagine that I wished I could do that to a motherfucker who was fucking with me? Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like I, how oh. many times did I wish I could just yeah. fucking, just, just to scare him, not to hurt anybody, just to scare somebody. Oh, yeah. Because it makes a loud noise when you push someone into a locker, right? So just yeah. to scare a motherfucker. But yeah, so like you said, we slammed him into the locker, the locker actually gets bent and he's like don't mess with him again man but on this last page this kid is wearing a tool t-shirt tool is an american rock band from los angeles formed in 1990 the group's lineup includes vocalist maynard james keenan guitarist adam jones drummer danny carey justin chancellor has been the band's bassist since 1995 replacing the original bassist paul <laughs> demore tool has won four grammy awards performed worldwide tours produced albums tied in the charts in several countries and is one of my favorite fucking yeah. bands great. danny <laughs> fucking carey one of the greatest drummers ever of all time incredible I did want to talk about the sound effect too. Oh yes, yes. Um, as he pushes him into the, the thap, locker, the, the little thap versus the doom. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, I like that effect. Um, yeah. I like everything. What? Who is the artist on this? Uh, this is Corey Walker. Yeah, so I like everything that Corey Walker is doing. Well, is the lettering uh, is Robert this, Kirkman? But so is oh. is this sound effect part of the art or part of the lettering? Oh, that's I a wonder. good question. Um, I wonder who did that because it's very cool. I really like that effect I was a lot. Actually, uh, reading a tweet. 
from Eric Larson, and he says, like, most of the time they leave the sound effects to the letterer mm. because if you – he says, like, if you start adding your own sound effects, you have to do do it consistently through the whole comic right. to match the artwork, right. whereas the letterer can come in and just focus on that. Wow. So I wonder if it's just a little bit of direction of, like, I would like a sound yeah. effect wow. here. Okay. Maybe it does, like, a little cool. – even a brief, like, a tiny kind of outline. I have to track down the original art for this of, page. Like, where it goes. Sure. And then a teacher comes by and says, like, hey, what's going on here? You know, it's – and it also kind of now that thinking about it reminds me of that scene where Peter fights Flash and Spider Man too. There you go, yeah. Yeah. Cut to the prince's office. The principal's name is Barry and Winslow. It's another reference to ah. Roger Vale Johnson's family matter. Um, oh yeah. And he looks Carl- like he kinda too, looks right? like him a little bit. And here's a little bit of trivia. Um, Reginald Van Johnson voices this character in the animated show. Hold on a second, cowboy. Wow. <laughs> oh my Amazing. god. Amazing. I gotta see this. Also, now. I just wanna say, cause he says he was picking on Steve White, and if you look, the kid looks like Urkel. Oh. Oh, he does. He He's like got Urkel. the backpack and the glasses. And he looks a little bit like Urkel. And this the flat is so top. funny. Oh, and what's the actor? Um, Jaleel White. Jaleel yeah. White, yeah. Yeah, Jaleel White. You're right. So that's that's good. Oh, that's a I don't know if I that's missed. a connection or not. It probably is. His name is not Steve White. It's Jaleel White. But yeah, but this he guy looks uh, a little bit like Urkel. This guy's B in But Stephen Urkel, wasn't it Steve Urkel? And it's kind of a, yeah. Yes. Steve Urkel, exactly. Steve so, Urkel and Jaleel I don't know White, they a, smashed them together. They smashed those names together, right? Aha, we figured it out. Go on, Aubrey. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Yeah. no, he says, but he. Uh, but he, he looks like this actor. Oh, he does. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean. Which is there, great. I love that guy. There's other things that I'll spot in the background that I'll bring up later. Excellent. So that's a good one. I missed that one. Uh, the principal is asking Mark what happened, and, he's, and he says the guy is known for causing trouble, and he doesn't want to see Mark go down this path. He says, you're not invincible, you know? And then it's like a light bulb goes off in his yeah, head. his right. face. But it's not it's even like, like they... It's, it's, it's like a, it's, his eyes are... Sh- you can kind of... If this were like a full shot, you would kind of see the light bulb. Yes. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the yeah. facial expressions are so good. It's you like, don't have mm. to have that. Like you can just tell, like you said. Ha ha. That's really good storytelling. Then we cut to a robbery in progress, and the robbers are wearing bulletproof vests and wearing holding automatic weapons. They got what they want, so they're heading to the getaway van, and it's being held in the air by Mark. They point their guns at him and threatening to shoot him, and he says, I wouldn't do that, guys. I'm invincible. Aw, Very geez. cool. And so that's how he got his name. And it's a really cool costume because, like, I love this costume. It yeah, is so good. good. Um, oh, we get to finally see it right now that he got his also, name. This is such a well-drawn van. Oh, yeah. This car that he's holding up. Well, and it's reminiscent of Superman. It looks great. I'm just saying, like... You know what I mean? I was wondering if um, 3021 was a reference to anything. There's the number of the... This is so stupid, but the number of the box right there. When you flip it upside down, it says ISO. And so that's the end of the first issue. So... The costume is that it makes an eye, right? Yes, it does. Is it like it's an like eye, eye like invincible. Very cool. So, yeah. and it's also kind of also a play on the image logo. Image logo, oh, nice. nice, very good. Cool. I love that because yeah, uh, I don't remember when, but Robert Kirkman like he became a full partner at Image. Uh, so, like you know, like Jim Lee's no longer with them, and right. Rob Liefeld's no longer with them, but uh, Robert Kirkman is now one of the right. Partners. Okay, but What's I don't know if that has anything to do with this costume, right? <laughs> I was gonna say like the Incredibles, don't they have like a thing that has yeah. an eye? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right on. There's but that this, was but after. there's this, but there's this more central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that was after this too. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
So do you guys want to talk about this cover? We don't have to. But it's like Invincible stopping a robbery in progress. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it lets you know, like, okay, now he's in his costume. On? Now yeah. he's doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. We open on Nolan telling Mark that he's now old enough to know where Nolan really comes from. He explains he's from Viltrum, a planet not unlike our own, billions of miles away. They've achieved a utopian society. There's no illness, no murder, no war. With no conflict, the Veltrum High Council doesn't want the society to become complacent, so they vote to bring their advancements to other worlds. They form the World Betterment Committee to achieve this goal. He tells them first that they uh, locate planets, and then uh, they start they set up protection, and then they make contact and assistance with the planet's advancements. And word spread about all the good work that they were doing, so Nolan signs up when he become when he became of age. In his third year, he discovered Earth. On the long journey to Earth, he studied the culture, uh, but the planet was deemed to Earth was deemed too primitive by the Vulturemites. Right. But so I just Nolan, want to say also like this is in exact opposition to the prime directive in star trek they're oh, just yeah. like absolutely going the opposite way oh right oh, just yeah. like not only are we going to interfere we're going to do that specifically because we think that they need our help to advance their civilization anyway oh that's okay but uh they say earth was deemed too primitive for the real yeah. but nolan's volunteered to be the protector of the our planet Jeez. and he was told they may never come back but he went anyway wow that's intense and i think that's really that's something that's so intense, but they're putting it in just this like little flashback of a memory of a story that this yeah. guy told his son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is so like I just I'm I'm already fast. That could be a whole thing all all by its. That could be a whole comic book on its oh, own yeah. of like one guy going against this whole civilization. Like the Earth is too fucking primitive. This is gonna go badly. Like you should not do this. Well, they are I, fucked up over there. I think it's so interesting in terms of like. The comparing it to Superman too, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yes. because Superman, like nobody listened, and the scientists, and they were ignorant to science, and right. the, the thing exploded, and yeah. then they sent him out there, not yeah, knowing yeah, where yeah. he would. Yeah. But no, wait, they did send him to Earth, right? No, well, well, they, Jor-El sent mm-hmm. him purposely to Earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it does have a very Kryptonian kind of where perfect society sure, kind of right. yeah. to it. But this guy chooses to go yeah. against yeah. like pretty the good whole advice, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like they are fucked up over there. You don't want any of that. And he was like, "I'd do it anyway." And I'm he, gonna do it. But he chose complete exile from his entire civilization, which is so interesting. That's such a fascinating idea. It's because he, because of all that research he did, he fell in right. love with the planet. But he says that no amount of research could have prepared him for living on Earth. But he fell in love with it instantly, and he knew he made the right choice. Aww. He might have forgotten his mission if it wasn't abruptly reminded to him Earth needed someone to keep them safe, and it's just like <laughs> buildings falling down, the space shuttle like. Probably about to crash. Uh, this giant monster. monster. <laughs> this this alien in the space. It was less than a year before the we fashion, met. Is this the 80s? It I'm assuming like the it's 80s. the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I love this panel love of the um, these cute. top three panels of him flying down and then just like blending, blending into in. the yeah, crowd. Yeah. And I, I got to say, I do love the mustache on Omni-Man. It's just so right. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. Good uh, job. Yeah, it's good stuff. We love a mustache over here, don't yeah. we? Oh, man. Remind <laughs> me to show you those pictures that um, somebody did of Henry Cavill dressed up as uh, Omni-Man. Ugh, amazing. Oh, man. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. That's it. I'm already on board. He said it was less than a year that uh, he met Debbie, but that's a story for another time. And I don't know if they actually, or I don't remember if they actually get to that story, but you know, whatever. Okay. Uh, Cuts back to Nolan, and we see that Mark is still a kid playing with his action figures. Yeah. One of them is Science Dog. Yes. Nice. It's Science Dog versus like some giant robot. Like a like a like a mech robot kind of thing. Yeah. 
Nolan starts to talk to him about puberty, and uh, but he adds that he will develop superpowers as well, so super is, strength, speed, yeah. flight powers. Similar to the way that like mutants develop their abilities yeah. during that, around that time, kind of a deal. And Mark looks at his dad and says, "Wow, I'm going to be able to fly." Jeez. <laughs> oh, and then just I like these panel progressions of like how yes. he's processing yeah. the information, and that's the first thing he, he I can fly. Well, when you're a kid, when you're that age, you're yeah. just like. Yeah, that's what you're going to be interested in. You're not right. going to think about all that well, heavy it's, stuff. It's two panels of him silently just staring at him. Yeah. And then there's one with a silent word bubble. Yeah. And then he delivers a line. It's really well done. That's yeah. nice. And I also like the fact that he told him as a kid. It wasn't kind of one of these, oh, I found out as a teenager you're secretly a superhero right. tropes. Which, honestly, I'm so sick of Smallville killed me of that trope, and I just never right. want to see it again. Well, it was kind of the talk. Well, it's the same age that you, you, you can assess when your kid is ready for like that talk. Yeah. It's like the talk, but it's the superhero talk, exactly. which is so interesting. We cut to Mark in his bed, and he says, yeah, I can fly. And then he gets up, and he's like, screw this, and he just goes flying. I love that. Yeah, I can fly. Well, screw this. It's kind of, he kind of realizes, wait, I can yeah. fucking I can fucking fly. I mean, I if, love the science dog poster also here. Oh, science yeah. dog again. Yes. Yeah. I think I have that issue. There's one issue I think of science dog science that actually dog. came out. Yeah. But it's by Robert Kirkman. It's yeah. a, like, it's kind of oh, yeah. like an inside joke. Well, and it's just like inside comic and it, it comes to play up a little bit. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Is Sprawn. Is that spawn, but it's Sprawn? Yeah. It could be. Uh, I think right. so. Yeah. Yeah. As Mark's flying over the Toys B. Wee, he notices like somebody robbing out the back. Like they they broken open the uh, loading dock and they're carrying a huge box away. This also tells you that this guy has super strength if he's carrying a box like right. that yeah, and yeah. rip the door open. And so Mark can also assess that too. And he, he flies up and he gets swatted away. And he's like, "Aren't you a little past your bedtime, oh man?" He's like, "Yeah." And he go, and then all of a sudden there's a boom, and we see, "Oh shit!" We see it's a group of superheroes. This is the Teen Team. On the bike is Rexplode, Duplicate, and Robot. Flying is Adam Eve. Rex says, "That was a BB. Want to see what I can do with a golf ball?" And he asks, "Who started it?" Right? Who started it? Which I think is so adorable. He's like, "Okay, what's going on here? Let's, you know, because you don't know, like normally in a situation like this." everyone knows everything all already like yeah, like the yeah. reader would but like they're just like okay what's happening here what are we doing and then the big blue guy grabs the bike the flying bike i forgot to mention it was a flying bike. oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool i love the design of all these guys too um this seems very mignola to me the um this the you know yeah this full splash uh page here the the sparks on their hands oh yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah. that's a very mignola you know kind of yeah i definitely see that look the big blue guy grabs the motorbike and he smashes it to the ground and says i'll give you one guess who's behind all this and the robot you know chastised rex for spoiling the element of surprise and rex said it seemed like a good idea at the time <laughs> but he come ourselves. up with a new plan the robot says you better hurry the big blue is chasing them when invincible comes across and clocks him in the clocks him across the face yeah i love the stylistic way that you know knuckles on hands and and, and elbows and stuff are depicted in this, uh, art, the artwork here, I I, th I like that little kind yeah. of squared off spirally kind of thing. I think that's cute. I think it's funny that um, Mark is in his like pajama bottoms for he this is. whole yeah. thing. Like, this yeah. whole thing that's been going on. Yeah. They're all in their costumes and their getup, 
and he's even the bad in, like, guys sunscreen. in the costume. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, it is past my. Ba- I'm in my pajama. Like, <laughs> fuck you, man. This sucks. And he just clocks him, and he drops like a rock. Yeah, he does a good job there. So Robot compliments him and says, wow, never mind. Nice job, kid. So Robot asks, he says he's having a vehicle sent because he like activates a thing in his robot arm. And Eve says to uh, Mark, you know, hey, nice costume there. He's like, <laughs> and she asks if he looks familiar. Well, he says, nice costume. He goes, yeah, there wasn't a phone booth handy. It's a little Superman. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's like, oh, do we know each other? She's like, yeah, you, you do look kind of a little bit familiar. And Robot says that their ride has arrived, and he enters into the teen team, uh, which I told you about a moment ago, and um, <laughs> asks Mark his name. He starts to say Mark, but he quickly changes it to Invincible. Right. right. And they fly away as Adam Eve says, see you around. Well, no, I love this when he goes, uh, he says Invincible, and then Robot goes, cute. Oh, right? Yes. That's a great reaction to that. He's just like, cute. <laughs> oh, so do you want to know who does his voice in uh, the animated series? Sure. Zachary Quinto. Ah. Oh, I like him. Yeah, that's a great job. Spock. Man. Also, I gotta say, uh, Adam Eve, Atom. Yeah, up yes. And, up and at them. A- it's I know. Atom Eve, which is such an interesting little uh, pun Oh, there. I love that's Adam Eve. Uh, she, she's... She's one of my favorite characters in Dupli- this whole series. Duplicate. Du- duplicate. Amazing. And I gotta say, Rex Splode is probably Rex one Splode, of the best yeah. names I've ever heard. <laughs> Rex Splode. That's fantastic. Yeah, the, the teen teams are actually pretty cool, even though Rex is goofy as fuck. But he's he's great. That's know? great. Yeah. Yeah. I so, love a goofy ass motherfucker. So this bike, like he calls it and then like a panel later it's there. It's there. Yeah. yeah love That's it. amazing. That's awesome. And then we cut to school and Mark says, Ha, I knew it. She mentions that uh, they've been in physics this whole time. You can even go back to the first issue and see her sitting in the class. Oh, oh that's a nice detail. Hey, right on. He asks her to keep a secret, and, Mar- and she agrees, and Mark yawns. He's only been doing this for two months, and she tells him a lot of the superheroes start drinking coffee at an early age. Yeah, that's. I thought that was a really cute line. Teen superheroes start drinking coffee right. at an early age. Aw. Having to get up early that's and go rough. to school. That's rough. Well, because they're out all night. Doing you can't be Bruce shit. Wayne just yeah. sleeping in, right? Get actually good, yeah. Because I mean, Bruce, yeah, that, that was probably the mo- one of the most <laughs> yeah. realistic thing about the Dark Knight is Bruce Wayne sleeping in a board meeting. Yeah. <laughs> she mentions that they are following up on last night's incident and asks if he would like to join. He accepts her offer and she takes him to a, to her spot to change into their superhero outfit. It's behind a dumpster. I think it's cute though that he's like, uh, you know, hey, so what do you take the bus to the team's secret base? And she's mm-hmm. like, I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> After they change, she asks how how they won't be seen, and Eve says that you'd be surprised how rarely people look up. Oh wow! That's yeah, so interesting. they just float up there. Even that's a cool panel did, too. Like, you I could like explain that. it away. Like why why would you think that's me? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, you could just be like, I don't know. What I'm are you a- talking about? Just gaslight them, right? <laughs> we arrive at the Teen Teens base of operation, and Mark remarks that it's in a bridge. Robot informs uh, them that um, Rex and Kate are out on another mission, but he was about to leave, but they can join him. Uh, so the big blue guy, his, they call his, he says his name is Mahler, and he tells him that he erased Mahler's memory from the night, from last night, and left him near the toy store, and that he hopes it will lead him to the hideout. And he was, uh, and what he was doing, all those game systems they were stealing. And then we see uh, Mahler. Uh, so Mark joins him, and then we see uh, Mahler go to his hideout, and there is another one of them. They are the Mahler twins. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was kind of like interesting that he's just like, yeah, I just erased his mind. Right? And uh, just left him over here. And I was like, 
okay, like All this right. robot guy is. Yeah, he gets uh, very. He is in a really great. He's really interesting. The whole series. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think there's some other stuff that he does too. It turns out they were stealing the game processors to uh, the game systems to use their processor to operate the army of robots. And the next shipment's not coming in until next week because he talks about how like I don't know what happened. He goes, we needed those for the robots, but um, yeah, but they can't wait that long. And right then, Invincible Adam Eve and Robot crash into the room. This takes him out like bam, bam. Yeah. yeah. Robot then offers Invincible a spot on the team team, and he says he'll think about it. Okay. And then we uh, cut to the Twin Pines Mall. The Twin Pine Mall is the mall where Marty meets <laughs> Doc Brown to test the time machine oh, in the wow. classic movie Back to the Future. There's just that. a lot of pop culture references in yeah. this time. Oh, man. So Marty destroys one of the old man Peabody's pine trees, so when he returns to the future, it's called Lone Pine Mall. Okay, right on. Also, this is Charlie Brown. Yes, it is. Oh, oh there's shit. There's like a Charlie Brown reference, yeah. Is this Marty McFly also here? This jacket? It could be. That kind of looks like is it. Is that the jacket, or am I mistaken? It's reminiscent of that okay. jacket. Because, well, because he wears like a uh, like a sleeveless overcoat over a oh, jean it's jacket. The, it's a oh, vest. It's hey, a vest. Yeah. That's right. Is Never this a Jay and Silent Bob oh, back here? Do you see that? Geez, shit, that is really? totally Jay and Silent oh, Bob. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's wow. not the only mall reference. Charlie Brown, though, that's such a that's so that's so good though. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't I, I don't know. Like, is he just a big Charlie Brown fan? Could be. Oh, man. And then a guy wakes up on a bench and he wonders where he is. He opens his shirt to see that he's been modified and he starts Jeez. to say, what the? And he explodes. No. Well, this is so terrifying, like how he just wakes up and then he, when he realizes it, he's got one second left yeah. on the timer. That's awful. Yeah. That's awful. So that's just it. And the, you know that's a huge explosion because, I mean, it's... Yeah, that's cause horrible. You, you're seeing it from the outside of the mall. There's a huge boom and then this... Yeah. All those people are You got the dead. Kirby crackle going on in there. Oh, man. The giant sound effect. Like earlier, it's like the exact same yeah. font and stuff. Yeah. I like the similarity on that. Issue three, we got Omni-Man and Invincible fighting some green aliens. <laughs> uh, we open at the school assembly. Uh, Principal Winslow is talking about three missing students. He doesn't really want to... looks like him. It really does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. He doesn't want to alarm the students, so he downplays their disappearance and then he lets them go back to class. Because he says that like you know, these kids yeah. were kind of sort of troublemakers and they oh, couldn't right. possibly run yeah. off. So sure. He says... It might not be foul play. He said they were friends. They could have all just run off together. Well, and I feel like it's a reasonable way to address it. He's like, okay, it's possible that there's no reason to panic, but just yeah. keep your eyes out. Let's do what yeah, we can. Yeah, he's, he's trying to like, because I mean, if, sure. if, you're, if your fellow classmates were getting kidnapped right. randomly, wouldn't you be a little nervous? Of course, yeah. certainly. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Wanna he doesn't want to have a panic on But he scene. also is trying to be like, look, I am concerned, but like, let's just all keep a cool head. Yeah. yeah. So let's, yeah. As they're finally out of the auditorium, Mark says to Eve that it couldn't have happened to a nicer bunch of guys. Oh, wow. Uh, and then we get the impression that Mark thinks these guys are jerks. Um, but then Eve, Eve calls him out on it. Yeah. She's like, right. you know, that's a pretty mean thing to say. Besides, she talked to one of them a few times, and he was always nice to her. And then Mark's like, well, it's because you're attractive. And that he's guy, like, that's fucking, that's a rude thing to say to a person. It really that's is. That's really not okay. It's like, he only wanted to talk to you because he thinks you're hot. Like, wow, go fuck yourself, dude. Yeah. She takes that as almost like, she takes are you trying like, to ask me out? Because uh, he's all like, you know, she's like, I'm dating Rex. And he's all like, oh, no, it, it wasn't like that. Uh, I love the little like um, yeah, the little sweat yeah. drop or whatever. I mean, it's almost like yeah, it's almost thing, very yeah. anime. Yeah. yeah, it's cute. But yeah, like that. I don't know. This whole situation made me feel real gross because first of all, he's like, "Hey, I'm glad these guys are missing and maybe dead." And she's like, "Wow, that's a kind of a fucked up thing to say, even if you didn't like yeah. them." Like, yeah. And then he's like, 
well, the only reason he would talk to you because he thinks that you're hot. Mm. Like, wow, maybe you suck, actually. And then she's like, okay, well, anyway, so I'm dating this guy. And he's like, haha, I don't care, even though I clearly care. Man, I don't know. I don't like this guy. This guy kind of is a dick. Well, I feel like he's they're, they're trying to write him as a dumb teenager, and he's starting to learn on the way. Meeting, yeah, meeting hopefully comes, he yeah. does learn, because yeah. otherwise I'm not going to like the main character. No, no, he, he does get better. Good. Okay. And then, you know, she asks him why he's falling to the cafeteria, and he's like, apparently we also have lunch together. It's amazing we haven't met before. <laughs> uh, they sit down for lunch, and uh, the talk quickly turns to superhero stuff. E mentions that there was another bombing. She asks if he would like to meet at the secret lair, or whatever the guys are calling it um because she's like it's secretly the way she says that is just hilarious to me also like he's like hey it's fun being a superhero and she's like did you hear there was another bombing yeah are you taking this seriously yet or exactly it's all fun and fucking games to you but mark can't go because he has to go to work and she asked him like why does he you know keep going to work and all that because and he's like well it's something my dad really wants me to have this job well they also mentioned his dad is a famous novelist Mm. oh yeah so that's kind of like it reminds me of superman because superman is like a famous journalist yeah yeah and then he's also superman and so this guy's pseudonym is like that he's a famous writer right which i guess if you were a superhero you would be a good writer or you would definitely have some different mm -hmm. kind of insight maybe he's just actually really good at writing yeah but uh but i also think it's also a uh, front so that they can have an excuse for why they have money coming in yeah oh yeah of course mm-hmm. of course uh but yeah no i didn't actually make that actually connection that's a good one also we've got wild style that's right. and the, his hairstyle kind of I reminds got, you of of, of uh, fucking alex winters i actually got yeah. that right here in the background there's a guy wearing a wild stallions wild hat stallions. wild stallions is a fictional band in bill and ted movies and if you haven't <laughs> seen part three it's wonderful. Oh, I gotta watch Aww. it. It's Damn on it. Hulu. And the kid kind of looks like Alex Winters, the actor who played Bill. Yeah. But if you go into the next panel, there's like this kid. Oh, yeah. Isn't that yeah, fucking Ted? It kind of does look like Oh, that's Ted <laughs> with the, yes. You're right. <laughs> wow. So Good we job. got Charlie Cute. Brown, Ted, Bill and Ted in this plant, in this world. <laughs> I, I got a question. Why does this guy's shirt say brunch? Just says brunch. Oh, that's William. He was the one wearing the wrap shirt. It just says brunch. Maybe he just likes to wear weird shirts. I think it's a. I think it's a take on a different logo. I don't know what oh, logo is that it? is. Yeah. But maybe right. it's like a play on something else. So I missed sure, that one. Right. Yeah. William asks him if he's his girlfriend. He ensures him that they're not dating. Over at the BM, Mark's yeah. boss, who's dressed like a Waterburger cup, is yelling at Mark for not making <laughs> French fries like fast enough. Cup. Hey, look how miserable he looks in this pan. He just looks so sad. He's like literally frowning while he's frying the thing. Look at his face. (laughs) He looks so miserable. I've never seen a more miserable person. But yeah, this man is dressed like a Whataburger cup. Yeah, he starts getting on Mark's case and he's not making the fries fast enough. Like, no, don't make shitty fries. (laughs) He tells Mark to take out the trash and Mark says, you know what? I quit. As he stands outside, he says, my dad is going to kill me. Yeah. Well, you know, because he just talked about how it was it was important for him, for his dad, for him to have a job. Sure, and all but that. you can find another yeah. job. I yeah. mean, that's... Well, I mean, you know, when you're a teenager. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. work wherever. It doesn't fucking matter. Back at the Grayson house, uh, Mark and Nolan are complimenting Debbie on her casserole, and she Thank remarks you. that they still have to do the dishes. <laughs> and Mark says, like, uh, do you want me to wash and you uh, rinse this time? I, I like goes... this little line of curses foiled again. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit of a little, little superhero joke, I guess. And he's like, uh, how many? Uh, I'll be washing tonight. How many dishes did I have to hand back to you last night? Jeez. Uh, Mark, no, Mark is a shitty dishwasher, is what Dad says. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> as they're uh, doing the dishes, uh, Nolan tells Mark he doesn't think he needs to work at the Burger Mart anymore. Oh, so no more BMs for Mark. Um, nice. <laughs> and he, uh, that he should quit, and Mark agrees. That's yeah, that's yeah. great. I, lo- I love that. So crisis averted, Mark. So, but he, but he gets out of having to he, tell he, his he, dad this that he quits. Yeah, I, you know, I I wonder like, did his dad know or like what's happening there? But I do like that there's room, it, yeah. for this guy to grow. I like that we we start off we start off kind of being like, wow, what a shitty little teenager piece of shit, and like it gives us room to grow with this character. Exactly. It gives him somewhere to go. It gives him kind of like you know space for an arc, which I appreciate. Oh yeah, and I kind of think that. Uh... Dad wants him to go into the family business. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and another science dog poster as we see science Mark. Dog. Mark's suiting up, getting ready, and then uh, to go on patrol. And um, like how his mask is all fucking weird here. Oh yeah, I know. He gets it on. It's like it's good. Let's be honest. How hard would it be to keep that thing on? Right, I, was yeah. gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say it's such an odd shape. Like it was constantly. Of, m- I like that we get an adjustment. A, yeah, I like that we get a shot of him actually putting it on. That's really interesting. Nolan comes in and asks to tag along, and that they're uh, they're a team, team up. That's so cute. And I love this. They uh they fly off together as Omni Man Invincible, and he marks us. Hey, you said team up. <laughs> and they're flying along together oh you're not doing too bad he's like oh thanks and he flies off and flies back immediately like oh yeah sorry about that there was a chemical fire over here at the, the thing anyway so like i was saying you're doing okay and it's just like oh jeez <laughs> you know it's there just a reminder of how far you have to go when you've just started out and something is always so like all right okay i get it you know i like it then uh and then he's like hey dad look there's a damn and he wishes away and back and he's like show off Right, yeah, he's top that one too. He does it again, yeah. and then they they fly off to go get some lunch. He goes, "Want to go grab some lunch?" Sure. Uh, beefy Franks. I couldn't find anything for Beefy Franks. <laughs> I smell like beef. I like beef, but it does Franks. say hot dogs listed at least twice on that sign. Hot oh, dogs, wow. chili dogs, shakes, cheese fries, hot dogs, sodas, hot dogs. Three, Three times. times. <laughs> Three times the hot dogs. Man, I feel like we just came up with their jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Hot dogs, chili dogs, shakes, cheese, fries, hot dogs, sodas, hot dogs. Three times. <laughs> Beefy Franks. <sighs> All right. Uh, as they're eating lunch, Nolan tells Mark that he's going to get more powerful he gets older. But he may never be as strong as him because he's part human. Right. Uh, okay. And then Mark, and then he gets a call and he wishes away. But he returns immediately and tells Mark he needs his help. And then they both dash off together. Oh, and like the span of just a couple panels, and that yeah. last one, the hot dog is like still in the this air. So sad. You know what I mean? Whoa. We turn to a battle splash page. Splash this page is awesome. Uh, so I wanted to bring this page up because, like, you know how we're always talking about like minimalist art, like in right, um, right. Hellboy? Because, like, you can see like the planes right here kind of up in some detail, oh, but it's like a shape. But then you get down here and you get like the energy, but it's all just dash lines and blobs yeah. and space. Right. But, yeah. But. But you uh, know what's going on. You exactly. know what that is. Yeah, yeah. It's like as it gets closer in, the detail gets less and sure. less. Even the cape is just like a big, broad shape. There's yeah. not any shading or even any crinkle lines. It's just a big shape. And it's, uh, I appreciate that, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Less is more sometimes. Exactly. I like uh, seeing the laser bolts, the perspective the on those. Oh, yeah. The way they kind of what? radiate out. Like yours. Lasers. 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 Omni-Man and Invincible join the battle, and they notice that the aliens are coming out of a portal, so they assume they're an other-dimensional army and that there could be an entire universe of soldiers on the other side. Jeez. 
But um, as they're battling them, they're noticing that they're starting to slow down and uh, they appear to be getting older and aging like right before their eyes. Oh. And Omni-Man and, and Invincible introduce that the aliens' time flows different in their dimension. Okay. Oh, wow. I love the action in this. This is just like some classic... Superhero I don't know. Stuff. It's just yeah. like just classic action. Um, the sound effects. It's like... Like a modern take on what you think a classic mm. comic book was like. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you if you went back, it wouldn't be this clean and this dynamic no, but and you would imagine and there would be way more words yeah. everywhere. But this oh, is like many yeah, words. this too is like many but words. this is like taking it and distilling it down to like the finest yeah. materials of it you know what i mean maybe does that make sense oh no it makes perfect it. sense like maybe this is their memory like even these panels where they're fighting the comics. aliens and stuff sure. i mean it's just like this looks like a fantastic four they comic but like it's ambush bug yeah oh bit. yeah but it's like um but it's like just modernized and clean yes. and yeah, very clean um there is something just really refreshing out of uh, i feel like i'm drinking a sprite mm. yeah when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm reading this you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no i mean i know what you mean because this kind of when I, I when I first got this like years ago and I first started reading it, it kind of reminded me of like when I first started reading superhero comics and like like my yeah. But then when I you know read them now sure. and I go back and read like, them, I'm like, not... there are a lot of fucking words. I'm <laughs> sorry, not like how I remember it being, but this you is like over yeah. all those words. But probably, this is like what you remember them. it being like. Yeah, you're yeah. just like you know like you know I I love the Chris Claremont X Men run is probably yeah, one of my favorite yeah, stories. Yeah, on. yeah, but Man, that man it's... did not meet a word he didn't like. So I'm saying is that like I remember that. <laughs> But that okay. was also during the time of the yeah. the, pati- the particular editor had to be like every character has to say their name oh, and their powers so because every comic could be somebody's first comic. Right, right, right. I just remember, but we'll get it from the context. Don't you trust your readers? He did not. No, he did not. <laughs> but this is something interesting happens here because the dad kind of freaks out a little bit, doesn't he? He has like a bit of a freak out here. Yeah, he does kind of look like he's freak out because he, like, he picks up like that tank and he throws it through the portal and he's like, say, get off my planet. This here is a little bit of like, you know, fucked up evil Superman. Yeah, kind of. Um, when Superman goes yeah. a little bit evil and they oh, are yeah. maybe mind controlling him or whatever it is during whatever specific plot that is. Because like, they always well, show him. in control of him or some shit. Because they always show him with the, the, in dark, the dark face with the red eyes. With the eyes. red eyes, yeah. yeah. And so he's, he's having a little bit of a freak out. Get off my planet. And his facial expression here. After there's like a you know they're they're like oh they're freaking out they're leaving they they're retreating and he's he's kind of like Ugh. his eyes are all very yeah. intense and very he's kind of a little bit hardcore and so the kids like dad, dad? yeah uh, he he's concerned and then he's like uh, it's, it's okay. over this, they're, they're leaving they're leaving like all this you know he's like yeah all right let's go it's a little <laughs> bit of a kind but of if a, he had not been there what yeah, would have happened it's yeah. kind of scary it's kind of a little bit in, too intense here. And then he also remarks that had this gone on longer, he probably would have called in the Guardians of the Globe. Oh, God, what's that other name? Megaforce. Thank you. Or Megaforce. I didn't so those are theirs, the Guardians of the Galaxies and Avengers? I uh, guess, yeah. yeah. Well, the Guardians of the Globe are more like the Justice League. Oh, okay. Right on. But there's just some silly names for some silly superhero yeah. teams. We we get it from context. We get oh, like wait, what they're supposed to be. Wait until you meet them. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> they're great. Oh, I love man. them. So uh, he's trying to reassure his son, and his face is, is back to normal again. There's oh, more yeah. intensity he, he's in like, his face. He's, he's got his calm back, yeah. yeah. And so he's trying to reassure his son, like, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it wasn't that bad, as bad as you think it was. It's fine, actually. And then all of a sudden, um, Omni-Man says Lakeside Mall, and they speed off to investigate. Omni-Man tells Invincible to keep up, and he struggles, too. 
Um, oh, I love this scene where he's yeah. like, yeah, he's really trying, yeah. really... and he's like, crap, because he just can't keep up with him. Yeah. Because like, you can yeah. see this getting further away as the panels, and he's that intensity on his face. You know, he's pushing himself to his he limit. He wants to impress his dad. Yeah. We never his think about it like, um, like flying fast right. would be hard. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. It's like a different type of, I don't know. That's weird. Well, you I think mean, you'd get stuff stuck in your teeth if you had your mouth open like that. Well, then also, it's <laughs> flying through air, so that air compresses around you. It, I'm sure, you know? yeah. Oh, Hardcore. okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Hopefully the suit has some sort of inexplicable, uh, ridiculous technology that, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Superhero suits, they all Sure, do. there you go. No. Um, when Invincible arrives, Omni-Man is already punched through the roof. Um, and as Invincible inserts the ball in front of the Fashionable Mail, <laughs> Fashionable Mail is the name of the store that Ben Affleck's character worked at in the 1990 oh, film Kevin Smith wow. Mall Comedy Mall Rats. We already saw wow. Jay and Silent Bob in there, so I Fashionable totally Mail. I didn't that. even catch That's that incredible. one. That's a great job. Oh, man, I could just never forget that one. It's just it's yeah. so generic but perfect for a store. It's so funny. Um. But so uh, he's. This is very intense because he yeah. is grabbing a guy. He's like, "Wake up, wake up!" He's like, "What? What? What's going on?" It's like, "Tell me who did this to you?" And the kids like, "What? What are you talking about?" And all this stuff and the the, the face. Yeah, the, he the, has no idea what's going the, on. Like but, the from the last issue. Yeah, but the look on uh, the the dad's face too when he's it's a close up in his eyes of like, "Oh God, fuck!" Like there's only fuck. three seconds left. He can't he's do anything. Just, he's got to yeah. throw the guy. To die, to explode, he's th- to prevent everyone else from dying. It is such a fucked up moment. Yeah. They do it so well. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Oh, you described that better than I wrote it. No, I didn't mean <laughs> no, to just, take that from no, sorry. No, 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 that's perfect. That's perfect. Like so no, that's perfect. I want people intense, to get the intensity man. of it. Jeez. Yeah. But yeah, no, because that is an intense scene. You know, you're supposed to be the protector of the world, and then you can't save this one guy, but you have to save everybody else. But right. it's this little yeah. family comedy. Yeah. It starts off as this lighthearted little romp, and then all of a sudden it's this fucked up scene that's just so i was like gave me like a stomach ache when i saw this page i was all of a sudden it's just very intense then uh, after he gets tossed out the roof invincible mentions that that was one of the students and omni man starts to say that that would mean as he gets pulled into a portal by one of those aliens right and you can see he's like attaching something to the side of his head Ugh. right yeah he's dead he's like it. dang it flies <laughs> off goes home Mom's like, I guess I can look forward to you both being late from now on. Aww. And he's like, oh, well, Dad actually was uh, sucked into a portal. You know, he won't be joining us tonight. And he's like, oh, more pork chops for us. Wow. Uh, okay, I don't think he'll be issue. home tonight because he was sucked into an alien portal. Uh, I'm sure he's fine. What? Because it happens all. It's happened so right. often. Yeah. So, yeah. But who's going to... The kid's not even trying to contact anyone, or he's just like, I guess this will take care of itself. Right. Because it, it always has before. Yeah, it yeah. always has before. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, because he's, he's been a superhero his whole life. Right, and so, right. Yeah. This just seems so... Right. It's getting messed up so quickly. Well, <laughs> like, it's so... Like, you start to understand, like... Yeah. Not only are superpowers nothing, but, like... Gain something None to a portal. This is a big deal. Your father. It happens almost, all the time. I almost I saved the world today. The, Her everything husband. almost everything almost blew up. Everybody like, almost died. Who gives a shit? And it's just like it's fine. Actually, I don't. At care. this yeah. point, none of that is anything. To me, that's the equivalent of like your father was in a car accident, and you're just like, mm, whatever. What's for dinner? 
I don't know. I'm if so you knew that he was invulnerable right, and, he, and right. he couldn't be hurt and I the guess. car could be replaced, then yeah. Yeah. What, would, okay. you, would you really be that worried about it? I don't it? know. Or, I guess not. You know, it's just you would be like, ah, oh, that again, that yeah. he's going to hate having to get a new car. Right, like, right. That's what you would say. Right. Yeah. yeah. Issue four, we open, uh, well, the, the cover is just the bomb guys we've been seeing. with Right. Yeah. Sure, so that's right. been the running theme throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, we open on Invincible arriving at the Teen Team base where a robot is examining one of the robots they see from the Mauler twins. This is Teen Titans. Yes, it's okay. definitely the Teen Titans. This <laughs> <laughs> is Cyborg. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Or right. also a little Doom Patrol. A little and, Doom Patrol. Yeah. 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 Kind of a, a amalgamation of both of them, I would assume. Amalgamation. There you go. Invincible asks where Eve is, and Robot lets him know that she's on patrol with Rex and that they're dating. Everybody keeps assuming that Mark's <laughs> oh, dating, wanting right. to get with Eve. Uh, Mark just wanted to let Eve know that the bombs are the missing kids from their school. Robot says that he knew that they were kids, and he would have figured it out eventually that they were from Mark and Eve's school. Because, you know, he's, he talks, he goes through all this like, oh, I analyzed this and that and whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. And then when uh, Rex and Eve return, Mark lets Eve know, and they go home. Because there's nothing way they can do that night. Right. Mm, yeah. And then Rex even like, kind of gives like uh, Eve a little kiss on the cheek, and she's all like, yeah, I just found out my schoolmates were blowing up. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. While that's happening, she's trying to get more information about what is going on. Then we arrive at the uh, Grayson home. Mark finds Debbie watching TV late at night, and he asks, why are you still up late? And she's like, am I allowed to watch late night TV at my own home? And she reminds Mark that he still has a curfew. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're my child. I'm your parent. Yeah. This is the dynamic that we have. Don't it, try and flip this. But he, of course, he's he's remarking because she doesn't normally do that. And then it turns out that she's actually really is worried they, yeah, about yeah, Nolan yeah. being missing. Because she says, like, you know. Well, maybe she's trying to maintain some sort of control over her fucking life. Because yeah. her husband has superpowers. And that's always been a thing. And then now her fucking son has it superpowers right, now and she's yeah. like just because you have tights like i wonder if that's just yeah them sure writing in a little bit of like hey i'm just a regular mom exactly sitting here at home by myself and all this other fuck i'm supposed to deal with all this fucked up shit happening and i'm just supposed to deal with that and yeah. i think that that's a really interesting moment for her i like that i think that that's like She's just a human woman in the middle of this the family. Of, yeah, and I think that that's a really interesting moment. I'm glad that they put that in there. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, because she even mentions like she can watch him all day on TV fight a hundred foot dragon, but every time he sucked into another dimension, she just right. can't help but worry. He's not, she can't do anything right, about yeah. any of this. She's and he's like powerless, literally powerless. And he's like, "Do you remember when you were when you were little? And he was gone for six months, and he missed your birthday that year." Right. Yeah. yeah. That's intense. That's yeah. intense. So, so I guess like what I was taking when Debbie's saying like stuff like we can have more pork chops or that's nice, dear. I think it's her trying to keep a little bit yes. of normalcy in her life. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Trying to keep control. She cannot control any of this, but she can control her reaction to it. Maybe. Yeah. So like pretending you that everything is fine and that you have control over this, like that has to wear on you. He was gone for six months? Yeah, when he was a kid. Would you think he was dead, maybe? Yeah. I wonder. Like, that's intense. And so that's I mean, after a one, little insight into her. At one point, do you, realize, do you start thinking, well, he's never coming back? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, and the fact that this entire page is extremely blue. Oh, yeah. I love, because it's just almost monochrome. Yeah. And it's just, I love that insight into her character. I, I like that. The next day at school, Mark and Eve are discussing the bombings. Mark says that he's honestly trying not to think about them because there's nothing he can do at the moment. He just wishes there was something he could punch. Eve says the punching is the easy part, and Mark remarks that that probably is all he's qualified for, and they continue to talking. <laughs> Mark says he will keep an eye out for anything. What is this duck shirt? 
I'm not sure. I like the different shirts, yeah. um, the different designs and stuff like that. That is one thing that I think is really fun. The different elements. There was something earlier, too, that I thought was funny. Anyway. I like this milk good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, and then the whole time they're just like, you know, eating in the cafeteria. They're busting their right, trays. Yeah. You know, they're putting their things away. They're going on. And, you know, he says he'll keep an eye on Eat it. Things. It's good for you. Oh, I know. I love those. <laughs> These are funny. Yeah. Those, those remind me of like posters that they had yeah. up in high school. Yeah. You know, like all that cliche stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then Mark's not really doing a good job of staying awake. Uh, Mark is falling asleep in his lesson about, hold on, I wrote the pronunciation <laughs> down on this one. Wanapa and Shibalenka, the twin gods, uh, were heroes in the mythology of the Mayan People of Central America do bravery and quick thinking. They outwitted the lords of Shibalba. Cool. The underworld or land of the dead and destroyed them. Their story is told in the sacred Mayan text, the Hoplova. Okay. I'm sorry for any mispronunciation, no, right, sure, but, but I tried to write it cool. down phonetically. Good job. <laughs> those, are no. cool sto- those are cool stories. That's though. awesome. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. When I was doing my research, I was like, all these pop culture references. I was like, oh, that's cool stuff. And I saw this. And I'm like, I'm going to have to look this yeah, up. Absolutely. John is yeah, definitely going to ask me about this. <laughs> but that's really cool. I mean, you know, because that's. Um, yeah. And then I, and yeah. we all learned something. Well, and it makes me wonder if this is relating to the story or this is going to come up or yeah. something good yeah. Yeah. yeah then we next in the mr hiles class as they're trying to see if any one of either one of them found out about anything mr hiles calls him out for talking during class and calls him his girlfriend in front of the whole class and they all start ah, laughing geez. at him right and mark's got this annoyed look on his face she's not my girlfriend <laughs> how many times right that's girlfriend. a running theme yeah yeah <laughs> mr hiles said they still wasted 10 minutes of his class time and mark tells him it won't happen again and calls him a jerk under his breath as he walks away from class yeah, we've all done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Mark and Eve continue their talk in the hall, E gets a call from Robot. Like how his name oh. is just Robot. <laughs> but before that, you know, like uh, Mark's like remarks to her, so that was uncomfortable. Like, right. right, yeah. So she gets the call from Robot, and Robot's in the middle of a battle, but he lets her know that he was able to trace the bomb people, <laughs> that's what I wrote down, uh, back to a possible lead of David Hiles, their teacher. He says he's going to ask the cops to stop by his place, but they should go over there, too. Wow. And this whole time he's having this conversation with them, like, they're just battling monsters. Yeah, this is so like, great. It is just all this shit going on in the background. It's just, it's quite hilarious. It's very imagine. fluid, though. I like all the, um, there's a lot of sense of movement in, in these panels, and it's very, um, I appreciate that. But oh, I, yeah. I, what I think is interesting, and also kind of funny, especially if this were, like, live action, like, you don't really get to see what's going on. Right. You're just focusing oh, on yeah. robots. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, like, when, it's um. Good. Were you going to say, like, Guardians 2? Where you just see baby dancing Groot? I guess, kind of, yeah. But I mean, you're just focusing. The the important thing is he's on a phone call, and I like the little, and not that they're in this yeah, epic there's battle. Exactly. Happening around you know what him. I mean? It's the very, important yeah. thing is that he's talking on the phone, and so a normal scene where you just cut to somebody being on the phone, but then you cut to all this, but you don't really get to see it. Yeah. Well, that does actually kind of remind me of like if anyone's gonna have tape, it's gonna be you. That is yeah, 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 yeah. But I also like the little like uh, lightning bolts coming out of his uh, oh, robot right, to head indicate that that's out of the, the arrow uh, receiver. Nice little, oh, nice little, okay, yeah, nice little thing there. Let you know because I mean he can multitask. He can fight this battle and uh, have a conversation. This is <laughs> such an interesting panel here. I don't know for some reason that conveys so much movement and so much. It's yeah. just very. Um, I really like this. Um, I'm what for the listeners like you cannot see what I am trying to show. We'll off post right. a picture of it. But it's yeah. yeah okay. It's it's um 
Robot is turning around. It's the bottom. After he's hopped, yeah, over this It's the this bottom thing. panel. It's right underneath a big boom. It's like a blue background. And he's kind of turning around a little bit. For some reason, that panel really caught my eye when I was reading this. It's just a very fluid, you know, look yeah. to it. I really, I really appreciate those moments that um, the artist takes. To, and, um, and this boom is fantastic. Oh, like if yeah. you move in, If you move in on it, like zoom in on that. You see how they even put like that old school gradient in there? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like the that. rest right. the rest of the color isn't like that. It's only on the sound effect. Really cool. And it cuts back to Eve and Mark at school and she's like, oh, "Okay, bye." I'm just chatting <laughs> on a cell phone, on a flip phone. She's telling him on the way what's happening. They're going to go change into their superhero outfits. But then uh, there are a couple of kids uh, you know, in their spot. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. They're like, "Why don't you guys find your own spot?" Again, that running gag that everybody thinks their boyfriend and girlfriend, I think is right. funny. Yeah. <laughs> also like how he's like, "Oh, so he calls you on a cell phone." She's like, "Yeah, the signal watches in the shop. Jeez, what do you expect? Come on." And she's like, "To the cafeteria dumpster." <laughs> <laughs> that's great. They finally get a chance to change and then they eventually will they make it over to Mr. Hile's house, but because they lost time, they got there at the same time as Mr. Hile. Mr. Hile says that he didn't How many times can I say Mr. Hile? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hiles says that he didn't expect to get caught so soon, and but that he expected more conventional authorities. Uh. Um, he says that, uh, well, very well, I'll take you to the fourth missing student, which well, hasn't been goes, reported wait, yet. Just, he goes, hey, Mark and Samantha come inside, and she's like, oh, how did you know? He's like, you're not even, are you kidding me? You're not even wearing masks. Yeah. yeah. You're not even trying. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I like that, too, that they address that. I mean, yeah. of course, he's the teacher. He sees them every yeah. day. Exactly. Like, yes, he would it's, know. This, it's your face. I can see your <laughs> face. <laughs> yes. But yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to resist. It's, you know. And he takes him to see Derek, which nobody knew was uh, missing when he's been missing since the first if, uh, issue. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, he's the guy that was, like, talking shit. Wait, which guy that was talking shit? The one that he pushed into the locker? No, no, no. no. No, no, no. Uh, he was not talking shit. He was talking about like how he wasn't going to finish that test because he had football practice, oh, and then said yeah. those bullshit thing to his girlfriend about like I'm not interested in you for the pizza or whatever. Right, right, okay, yeah, that creep. But nobody deserves to be turned into. No, no, I mean, exactly. like, yeah, he sucked and was a fucking dickhead, but don't, yeah, explode him. Don't turn him into. I a mean, bomb. that's you know, at the most, it's like rough him up a little, I guess. But like, violence is not the answer. But don't fucking yeah. explode the guy. Uh, Mr. Hyle talks about how he wants revenge because of his son's suicide that led to his divorce, that led to his losing his job, and now he wants revenge on the popular people and all the pain they have caused the world, and he can't think of a more fitting end than the death of two superheroes. As he's saying this, he's opening up his shirt, and we reveal that he has turned himself into a bomb. Right. Okay. So he's going to take them all out. And then then he goes, oh, I started my timer too late, but it's no matter. And then Invincible grabs him and flies away. And we catch up to the very beginning of the first issue. I love, Interesting. come here. Yeah. With yeah. The, it's yeah, not even yeah. come here, it's just come not here. Not waiting around for this, come here. Come here. Yeah, I love that. And the boom is like the same one that we saw earlier. I like that. Yeah. Um, I just like that, the way that they've linked those O's together. It's really cool. Fucking threw him, though. And he's threw like, you know, t-shirt. you really ruined my afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> but it, But it's funny because when you... When you read it the first time, you're like, oh, he ruined his afternoon because he's having to be yeah, this superhero. superhero. Yeah. yeah, But he really ruined his afternoon because he called him girlfriend. He dick. called him boyfriend and girlfriend in front of the whole class. I will yeah. say, though, that's a bit dark because these are the last words this man will ever hear. Sure, yeah. That is a bit dark. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I wonder in that moment if it, you would just be like, 
But this guy has what also killed all this these. Yeah, he's, he's turning people into bombs. No, he's killed true, all these but he's kids. He's clearly extremely disturbed. He's murdering children. Like I don't know. Like what are you? What's the dot? Does it have to be a quippy, snappy dialogue? Well, he's it's only so got, dark. Well, he's only got thirteen seconds. You can only do a quip. Uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta quip for the There's some dark humor, some cop humor, <laughs> like Die Hard style. That's very. It's just so. It is very action movie kind of thing. It's but just it, very, we do yeah. have uh, we do have uh, Sergeant Al Powell of the Los Angeles. There Police you Department go. Here. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, I just found that very. There's so much about this that is so unsettling in such a yeah gross way. Like, ugh. so we're back to the first issue of the very first part before the four month flashback, and we see Mark throw the guy, and he still explodes. He flies off saying, if I keep this up, I'm going to give myself a heart attack. Yeah. And he returns to... Uh, Bloodshot, Michael Bay style. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? You didn't we had draw to get this. One. I picked the story. We had well, to get one in there. Know. Yeah. Um, did we? Did we have to get no, one in there? No, we did not. <laughs> uh, Mark returns to the house and the police are there and Derek is being loaded up to an ambulance by the EMTs. He says a robot is on the way to examine the crime scene and Invincible might as well go home as she is going to be leaving as soon as the robot arrives. Uh, so they save that kid. Yeah, they yeah. do. That's good. Yeah, and you do see him later in the series. Uh, okay. Spoiler. okay. Minor spoiler, I guess. <laughs> no, right on. Return to the Grayson house and Mark... Arrives home to Debbie setting the table. Nolan walks in with a bushy beard and his costume is in tatters. He says he needs a shave and we see Debbie shed a tear of relief as he's home. I love how they barely even show him. Like it's just like a... Oh yeah, he's in a very slice of the middle of the... What is this, a nine panel grid? Yeah. Yeah. The timing of these panels, she's alone working on stuff. He comes in, hey, is dad back yet? No, not yet. Go upstairs. Um, So I thought I was going to have to eat dinner alone tonight, but you're here. Then she yeah. continues to do what she's doing. I need to shave. Dad comes in and is all fucked up. And she yeah. kind of looks into the hallway. Ugh. Like she's so relieved and she's like crying. And it's just such an, just again, another look into her life. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Out of all the characters in the story, I just find myself really, I don't know. She seems to be the most relatable. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. She know, doesn't have superpowers. Really, yeah. <laughs> I'm really, I find myself interested in her the most. She annoys me the least. <laughs> she interests me the most. Like I, I don't know. It's just such a human thing yeah. to be relieved that like the people in your life that are always not around are like here. It's just interesting. Oh yeah, and I guess minor spoiler: her character arc throughout the whole series is really good. I thought, Excellent. I, in my cool. personal opinion, I mean, she goes cool. That's good to know. There's some, there's some. I don't want to get into it, but yeah. the, no, that's not a spoiler to say that you like her character. No, arc. no, no, that's no. Cool. I don't, I don't want to get into the specifics. Right, of right, right. Character. Of course, yeah. But this, this whole thing uh, where everyone's silent and she's just like, yeah. So did anything happen? And anything yes, interesting happen? We're to back you guys. At, you we're back at the dinner table right. where they always sitting down discussing their days. Anything interesting happen to you guys? Like, I feel like that's almost sarcastic at this point yeah and then mark tells him that he found out that his teacher was turning his classmates into organic bombs in order to take revenge on kids he felt like were the ones that led to his son commit suicide and apparently turned himself to a bomb and etc 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 i flew him down like he just looks so sad and upset and disturbed and tired Oh, and he says he flew him to Antarctica, yeah. so he flew him a long ways away oh, in, yeah. in 30 seconds. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and then Nolan uh, says that, I spent the last eight months enslaved on an army from an alternate dimension, although as much less time has passed here. About a week ago, I led a revolt against my captors and regained control of my powers. Today, a team of scientists from the rebellion found a way to get me home. That's nice. Who's ready for dessert? Oh, <laughs> wow. That's such a disturbing yeah. response. Like, yeah. That's nice. Who's ready for this? They're like, Ugh, what's happening yeah. in this family? It's a little bit fucked up, actually. 
And that is the instant dip issue four. Interesting. Very cool. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like how it it just takes a whole other direction with the superhero yeah. stuff. Yeah. Very you know what I mean? It's like to these two men having some really intense hardcore experiences. And but she's the whole like, thing, I don't care. The whole premise is yeah. like the anti Krypton, the anti Superman, Spider Man. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, not really the no. anti, but it's just a different take on it's a different it. Different take then. on it. Yeah. yeah it's because like in uh, Superman and. Spider-Man, they all have secret identities and they don't tell like Aunt May or Lois or anything it's about that. Perspective and so this that, way yeah. they get to have the yeah. more, they get to talk about their day and then mom's like, oh, that's sweet. You want some dessert? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, like, even though they're talking about the things that are, the intense, horrific things that are bothering them, the mom is so dismissive of it. And I wonder if there's a bit of resentment there of like, mm. yeah, well, you put me through hell. No one's asking me how mm. my fucking day went. Sure, I'm your therapist, yeah. I guess. Yeah, cool. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like, no, I wonder no, if she's that, just that's... like, whatever. I don't give a shit. But like, you guys put me through a bunch of bullshit. I don't know. It just seems like it's too intense for everyone to handle. And everyone's leaning on the other to expect them to be okay sure. with it at all yeah. times. Mm. Okay. And it's just so, I don't know, if I was a member of that family, I'd be like, I've had enough of this, actually. <laughs> we need to talk about this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I always took it as a way to just kind of keep some normalcy, but you make a good point because she is the only normal one through right, the whole thing, and she has to get put through this, and she was just going to have dinner alone, Yeah. and then all of a sudden the son shows up and the dad shows up. And, and the they're both a- extremely traumatized yeah. from some extremely traumatic shit, and she's yeah. just like, mm, okay, I don't <laughs> care, actually. <laughs> I don't know. That seems fucked up to me. A lot of this seems very bright and cheerful like the yeah. art the art is very like yes ah this is a fun cartoon that we're having yeah but the the actual content is so fucked up and the implication your teacher yeah. is murdering students with bombs yeah and you only have seconds and yeah. it's just very well now that i've got you all to myself a lot of them. this is very <laughs> extremely messed up but no one's addressing it yeah. oh yeah no yeah. one's talking about how fucked up this is and it's just very uh to me Man, I can't wait to. I can't wait until I. Until yeah. we get into it proper, you mean? Yeah, because like the next story arc. Yeah, I, I really want to hear okay. what you say at the end of that. Sure, one. sure, okay. Yeah. okay. Very cool. Yeah, so we'll come back. We'll do some Invincible in a couple weeks. We'll come back and we'll do okay. some more issues right with on. Aubrey. That's great, man. Thank you for writing that episode. You did an awesome job. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. Thank Very you. cool, man. All the research and everything. I learned a lot. You're great. You're a great book club host. Thank yes, you. yes. Very cool. That was fun. Man, that awesome. Was, that was I, a lot of fun doing all that research. <laughs> that was great. It was great to listen to what you came up with, and I'm sorry if I took the words out of your mouth at any point. I was I wrote, so excited about what we were reading. I just didn't. No, no. I, I wrote my script, uh, you know, with you in mind that you would take. You <laughs> I would was going to interrupt you. I, I'm on my first rodeo on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was an awesome job. I really enjoyed getting into that, and I'm excited to see. I I, I want to watch the cartoon. It's so good. But, but I, I want to wait. Is, until... there a, there, is there an animated show? It, it's going to cover the first 13 issues that we're going to read on the podcast. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I want to wait until... Okay. I didn't um, realize that. Until when we finish reading out? this. It's uh, recent. It started in March of this year. Yeah. March it's of this really year? It's really recent. Yeah. Super recent. Yeah. Wow. And it's supposed to be really good. I wasn't aware. The The first season covers pretty much the first 13 issues, but it also throws in elements from later into uh, the... Okay. into the right uh, From the comic cool. into Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Okay. Right. Oh, and Excellent. then there's a character that I may or may not have connected some dots. Sorry, there's a character that kind of looks like Hellboy, and I think you did connect more dots than you thought you did. I was just saying, like, I don't know what's happening. Nice. Um, confused. Very cool. Okay. 
I'm excited to listen to what you guys thought of the episode. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. I'm kicking it right back to you, Aubrey. <laughs> all right, everybody. We just read Invincible, one of my favorite comics. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you've read it, please send us a hey, you damn guys. Because I'm really curious what you guys think. Uh, you can send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics. And on Twitter, bookclubmembers. And as always, a special thank you to Paul from Gartahan for the Extra theme music. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank Thank you. Oh, and then while I'm thanking anybody, I want to thank everybody who reached out to me this past week yeah. uh, for saying, you know, well, first saying happy birthday, but also for the condolences because it's been a really rough week for the family. And I can only imagine. Yeah, man. So uh, everybody who in the book club who's reached out and you know, yeah, and I we appreciate love you. it. Friendship. Yeah. Awesome. So, awesome. It's so good to have support. It's good to have friends. Yeah, and, it's good to have yeah, a community who comes cool. together. Yeah. So uh, thank you to everyone. Also, thank you to John for editing. Okay, so I got to listen to one of the episodes, and John did some amazing editing work. <laughs> Man, I did love that music. That piano music over the match track. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the Batman themes. Oh, yeah, good you shit. Like that. That was good shit. Um, and thank you to uh, Danielle for all your insightful information. You make doing this podcast fun. I'm obnoxious. <laughs> uh, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Podbean, Apple, Spotify. Wait, Aubrey, you know. did you say uh, that Apple podcast? You can get on Apple? Uh, I think so. Um, Apple. Can, can, you may can, have heard of them. They grow on trees. Apple? I think so. And while you're on the Apple Podcast, you can open up the iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Every five-star yes. review helps the show. It helps Please us grow. Nice little segue there. Mm-hmm. We actually have an awesome review here from Ross Radke. Ross Radke. Book club member. He says, like Better Call Saul, Cherry Coca-Cola, or dare I say BPRD, sometimes a seemingly superfluous spinoff takes on a life of its own, eclipsing even its progenitor in scale, quality, or influence. The book club member oh. comics podcast seems destined to become such a spinoff. Longtime listeners of the Hellboy Book Club podcast know that the hosts, John, Aubrey, and Danielle, consistently deliver insightful, witty, and irreverent commentary on one of the greatest comic series of all time. Expanding beyond the Mignolaverse into a broader range of awesome comics feels like an inevitable next step. Aww. Very cool. Thank, Thank you, you for that review. Five stars. Awesome. and comprehensive. Thank Please you, do it. Bit of writing there. Nice. We My need to get goodness. Ross on the show, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ross Ross is coming on. That's going to happen soon. Nice. My goodness. Next week, we are reading New X-Men 114 through 116 and 121 by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. Awesome. Yeah. I'm skipping a little it. bit around, but don't worry. I'll catch you up on it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be, be fine. fine. It'll be fine. So, you know what to do. Pull out the back issues. Pull out the trades. Uh, this one's on the Marvel Unlimited app. It's also on Comixology. I'm going to be reading into the giant omnibus that I have. and join. Awesome. Awesome. Get your Next omnis, week. get your traders, get your floppies. I'm insisting. Floppies. I have that too. Join us next week on the Book Club Member Comics. Hey guys, we'll actually be doing New X-Men in two weeks. I don't know if we're going to have an episode next week because we're going out of town, but I'll see what I can do. Hopefully we will. But if not, sorry. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a science dog. And I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, anybody do anything interesting today? <laughs> yes. Great job, Aubrey. That was great.